basically all the things I think that you've heard of like what your microbiome can do potentially can be true. Like there are connections. There's the gut brain access of like your microbiome and how your brain works and so many amazing things. Right. So I want to put that out there first, that microbiome, super important. No questions asked. Love it. Yeah. I, think it's, I literally think it's one of the coolest things in the world. Like the oral microbiome, wild, wild. Well, they call it the amazing. second brain, right? Uh, yeah. I Basically mean, like it's, you, you mess up your microbiome and you can literally die. Yes, that is the appropriate reaction, by the way, to that intro. Thank you. Uh, hey, guys, welcome to Dystopia Tonight. Uh, my guest is a science communicator and mental health advocate who earned her PhD in microbiology and immunology. Uh, please welcome Dr. Susanna Harris. Hello. Yay. What's up, John? Nothing. How are you? So you like the intro? I've seen, I mean, I've, it's not the first time I've seen it, but every right. time I see it, it's just like, wow, you really put that together. You really looked at all those things and we're like, yes. I love it. It's so good. Thank you. It's so funny. We had a guy on, I didn't even, I didn't even occur to me at the time, but we had one of the writers on from the Simpsons. He wrote the Simpsons back in the day, like, or like early from like 95 to like, you know, I think 2000 something or whatever. And he was like, love that intro. We're suing you for using Lisa, Lisa Simpson, but we, I love that. And I was like, fuck, uh, didn't even occur to me. And <laughs> that just totally gaslighted and be like, who, I don't, yeah, mm, I like you know, that. you're not really like, it's, the Simpsons were important, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that. Anything. I think you that was a real reporter. That wasn't Lisa. <laughs> uh, and then the end part always freaks me out, too, because I I always forget. I love that old man. I don't know who he is. I don't know if you remember seeing that video on when it was like uh, the insurrection was going on, but that yeah, he was like um... all over the place. And it was just this old man who uh, stepped outside of his house and started screaming at them using it like like a it was like a real life Twitter. He just he just opened his door and started shouting into the void. And then but every now and then I'm like trepidatious when I have like a guest on who I feel like is a little, you know, older and probably not used to such. So I always forget it's coming and then it happens and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like you already have the person on the camera. That's that's really the trick, right, is to get someone on there. And then they have that social contract of like, I can't just leave. I mean, I could yeah. just leave, but. I knew this. Uh, that's that's amazing. I love that you do that to people. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm like, now you have to live with this. You're on this thing. <laughs> Some people are always like, I don't know what's going on. What is this? What is this about? And I'm just like, <laughs> maybe should have asked that beforehand. But it's yeah. not really about anything in particular. I mean, people people ask me because we posted this on Instagram, um, and someone actually right before this messaged me, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Um, <laughs> so it's my friend who's a comedian who talks to like." people on the internet that like other people think are cool. And I, I mean, I'm on the internet and that's how we know each other is from the internet. And so mm -hmm. I, 
that's all. And they were like, yeah. That was terrible, terrible description. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. Maybe I'll watch. I don't know. Yeah, sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, it is weird that we've, but I feel like over the pandemic now, there's a shit ton of people that I just, I only know this way and I have yeah. no idea if they're actually AI or real. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I met up with some people today that I connected to on Twitter and like, nobody looks like their profile picture, even if their profile was, picture was taken yesterday. Mm. Like that's not how people look like when they're moving. No. And generally most people's pictures are not taken yesterday. Right. So it's, it's one of those, there's almost a discomfort meeting people in person now where I'm like, yes, Oh, it, it's, it's like when you read the book and then you watch the movie <laughs> and then you go back and try to read the book again or something. And you're like, no, this is not what I pictured. But now, now my original version of them is all messed up. <laughs> I love how you already put pressure on our actually meeting each other being quite disappointing. You're like, I wanted it to be the book and it wound up being the movie. And it was, I'm lowering your expectations, not the other way around. <laughs> like I already had oh, lower expectations. And like, sweet. this is how I deal with people, but like, I'm letting you know <laughs> that it will be it, it I, won't be a happy like oh this is a good moment for me oh, like god oh, damn it well, it's gonna be, now it's even gonna be more awkward because i'm just gonna keep reminding you that you said that i mean like, <laughs> i don't i don't have any expectations right now i expected you to be a ghoul uh, <laughs> tom is uh actually i've never met tom either that my particular guy who's the omniscient in the background right now he's not with us but uh yeah i've never met him in person either we've only <laughs> ever communicated through this so it's gonna be interesting when we all finally get to get together like i think that's going to be the new um i don't know what you'd call it but like when you're like hey we should meet you know when you like if you did did you do online dating i don't know how yeah. you did the you did yeah. okay cool you know when you're like we should meet and then they kind of like get sketched out and they're like no we probably shouldn't meet at all and for, for like okay wait, wait, wait. I, I want you to, i want you to think about what you just said to me uh -oh. of like you oh oh i said is yeah, that a relatable no, no, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that, yeah. that's. I mean, I I know that that happens, but it is not something that you've that ever had to deal with because people do want to meet you. Yeah, you're like, no, it's me. Of course, people would want to meet me. Well, um, I mean, I, like I confidence at the time I was mostly dating men, and like I have mm -hmm. seen, I've watched, I love even now when I have guy friends who are on dating apps to go on and see how their experience is, and like right. I love also when guys see what women's experiences are because they're like, mm -hmm. wow, I thought I wanted a lot of people to like me, but I don't want that. That is bad. <laughs> yeah. I remember going through one of my friends did my friend was using, I don't know, hinge or whatever. I think uh -huh. that's one of them. Yeah. Or not that I give him a shout out. Um, but, uh, yeah, they were using hinge or whatever. And it was truly like, it's just a frightening experience, especially mm -hmm. after like, I think it, it like she, she she took screenshots or whatever where she was like this was the first week and it was all like really hot dudes and then like decidedly every week after that week they just got progressively worse looking mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like is that how they get you is it like the first 25 are good that's brutal yes. that's fucking that's the worst you know you just gotta lower your standards it's uh <laughs> no i mean I, I met my partner not through a dating site. And he and I have had a, a full on oh, conversation that we probably wouldn't have matched. Um, oh. It's, we're about the same height, which that would have probably for both of us been mm -hmm. like, a, mm, not sure. Um, but also he, like guys dating profiles, it's, it's a really hard line to walk, I think for guys where it's like, 
if you have a perfect dating profile, it is a huge red flag. Like you're really good at oh, yeah. dating versus yeah. if your profile is really not good, it just, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't have anything to judge you by other than like, this is weird. Right. Um, and he was definitely on the, like, this is weird camp where I would have been like, <laughs> I don't know if this guy is like funny or really creepy. Um, oh, no. Cause he's, he's such a sweet man and he is mm -hmm. so sincere and he is fantastic. We've been together for like two years, but nice. I just, when I saw his dating profile, I was like, Oh, I very possibly have swiped left on you. Like we were dating in the Ooh. same places at the same time. But, um, but yeah, That's you were saying like it, meeting in person after all this is going to be like when you have those really good conversations, yeah. like, I feel like there's a good vibe. And then it's like, do right. I even want to know? Do I yeah. Well, well, not only that, I feel like it's going to be like if technology gets any more advanced, it's going to be like, oh, this entire time I was just talking to like a made up thing. Like it, mm -hmm. it was like a facial recognition thing or some kind of like filter that they put over their face or whatever. And you're like, oh, no, that wasn't who I thought it was at all. That's fucking weird as shit. I mean, how much of social media kind of is that anyway? Right. Oh, like yeah, totally. Just the really basic filter. I mean, the filters that freak me out are not the ones where like someone's a dog or whatever, but it's ones where <laughs> you would literally, I mean, I'm on social media enough. I know when people are secretly using a filter because there's right. certain little tells that you like, like mm. the filters never get your lips quite right. And so you can see the linings and stuff, but it's, it's that stuff where I've taken those again, dating profiles and stuff where I've shown yeah. women's dating pictures to men and been like, what do you think about this picture? Like how much editing do you think there was? And they're like, eh, you know, good lighting. And I'm like, okay, so I can tell you for sure which filter this is on Instagram. And they're like, you, if you do it enough, you get used to it just to know how all the pieces work. But what are you setting yourself up for? Right. When you do have that in-person date or that in-person meeting. And I think like, that's why for me on social media, it is important to be authentic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who can keep up a charade forever. I think oh, like yeah. Paris Hilton is a great example, but right. um, I can't. No, so it's exhausting. It's, you have to lie constantly. Right. And it's like, which version do you even lie? And do you become your online version? Uh, no. Right. So. You know, what's crazy is like, I, people always assume I'm taller than I am because of social media and I'm literally not doing anything at all on there but i've had like after shows where they're like you look taller on instagram and i'm like i have no idea how to respond to that <laughs> like what are, you, what are you supposed to say to that yeah like I, i'm I sorry no yeah like, exactly. do you say do you apologize right oh i'm like yeah. yeah i don't know what to tell you and they're like you get, it's the way you take the i'm like it's literally i'm not first of all i'm not taking them second of all I, if I could make myself taller, I might, I don't know. Like, like if that was a, if that was an option and a filter, but I think you would know if I was fucking with it, but I, one of my friends, like, uh, show me this dating profile, whatever from this dude. Um, and it was, uh, he had like, I had like had to tell her the same thing where I was like, Oh, you know, he's using a, like a body app. Right. Yeah. And she was like, what's a body app. And I was like, Hmm. Well, <laughs> like, cause it was, there was something about like the one photo where like the backgrounds were like edged weird. It's mm -hmm. fucking horrible. Cause I'm like, what are you going to do when you actually meet that person? Like, like how do you explain a way that you don't look like that anymore? I, I don't know. Lost I don't the know. Like, in a what's, month. what's don't know the what end game? Well, and it's like, are you just, there's a, you know, I don't, I don't love the term like catfishing or whatever, because I don't right. think that that's really what it is. I think that it's people's insecurities yeah. forcing them to not show who they are, but isn't dating supposed to be that? Like literally the, per the purpose of a relationship is to have somebody with whom you share pieces of yourself that you don't necessarily share with the general audience mm -hmm. and not necessarily pieces, but, but literally <laughs> like 
if you build off of that step where it's, hey, this is who I want to be. I want you to date who you want me to be like, right. Then what? It's all downhill from there. That's like, that's not, I can't figure out how that goes. Well, I don't know how any of it works. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm like, you know, I'm single at the moment. Uh, at the moment, I'm not, I'm not ever fucking stop it. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't like the dating. Like, I did it once when I was living out in California for the first time, um, because I just didn't know anybody. So I was like, oh, it'll be a good way to, you know, one, feel shitty about myself, but two, I feel like, you know, just get a head start on that. And then, uh, but I was like, yeah, maybe I'll meet some people, whatever. And it was kind of nightmarish. I went out on a couple things, like dates or whatever. And then it was not, you know, I'm good at talking, so and I'm not gonna flatter myself too much here but it was one of those situations where like even if i'm bored i don't signal that i'm bored so i just like kept the conversation going whatever and then of course by those metrics i guess by like online dating metrics they're just like hey we seem to really hit it off and i was like oh but did we like you didn't say anything i did and uh i'm just wanna i'm just good and then i felt really fucking bad and i was like i can't do this so i just backed away it's Yeah. And then it's everyone has their own experience with it, right? Because like what they take away from that experience might be so much different than what your reality was. And oh, yeah, I don't know. People are so fucking weird about all that shit, though, because like I feel like every nobody realizes that their perception is not the other person's perception and it's somewhere in the middle. I feel like there's just a line drawn in the fucking sand. And then they're like, this is the only way this could have gone down. There's no other ways to look at it. And I you know, and I, I've got screwed in this situation. And you're just like, actually, people are just really complicated and human nature and duality of it is bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, but you know what's crazy, too? We were talking about it beforehand, though. Like, this has a lot to do with mental health, I think. And you're also mm-hmm. a mental health advocate. And you've been uh, recently, what, like, I don't want to say discovering ADHD. But you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, kind of yeah, getting, yeah. Yeah, just kinda getting into that kind world. of stuff. Yeah. I have, too. And I don't like self-diagnosing, but one of my best friends is. So I'm kind of like gleaning off of that because <laughs> yep. I'm like, because he'll send me stuff. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of that sounds eerily fucking similar to everything I've done in my entire life. Um, so what, but like you said, you discovered it over TikTok. Yeah. So it is. So a, a bit of a backstory. And we actually, I think, connected because of mental health advocacy yeah. stuff. Like that was the original. You had a puppet and I <laughs> talked about sad things for 12 minutes and like, look at us go. Wait, um, just to clarify, I don't carry a puppet with me. And I, I, there wasn't any point. <laughs> in time. I like that you're like, you had a puppet and that really makes it seem like I'm a psycho. <laughs> you're like, I mean, I it you heal. Puppetry, (laughs) (laughs) like fuck me. Yeah, I did a, I did a, yeah, I wrote a thing. It actually is exactly how she says it, though. I did a puppet for about a year. Yeah, not wrong. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it was it was through Twitter. So like all of this is gonna tie together really well. But so we connected from that. Um, While I was in grad school, like really struggled with mental illness. Um, Kind of like it it all like percolated up because of a bunch of different things that were going on in my life, but went from something where, you know, in retrospect, I had dealt with a bunch of different mental illnesses, like severe anxiety as a kid, almost had to get pulled out of elementary school. And and the fact that now I'm like, oh, that was a mental illness, not just like, whoop, she's a little shy. I just, hopefully we wouldn't (laughs) do that now. But so there's all of- What grade? This was, I think I, 
I almost got fully pulled out of fifth grade, but like I okay. had severe separation and social anxiety always. And mm. um, I ended up getting over it at the time because took medication, went and saw a therapist, and then um, forced myself to get into public speaking and um, like eventually choir and show choir actually, because it, it became something that got the social anxiety got in the way of the stuff I wanted to do. It got in the way of me going to right. science camp. Yeah. Um, How did so, you process it when you were in fifth grade though? I mean, in fifth grade, it was, uh, I, I didn't start getting treatment until sixth grade. And it was li literally because it was like, you're going to middle school and we do not know if you can go to school. Right, um, right. <laughs> and what are we going to do with you? So, yeah. but even then it was still this kind of perpetuation of you're, you're not, you're not weird. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's mm. wrong with you. You're fine. It's just a thing. And I think that that was actually pretty damaging to me mm. of hearing constantly, like who you are is fine. What you're going through is fine. Nothing mm. is wrong, which really mm. sends, I know that the message is supposed to be comforting, but is really like, oh, so this is the best it gets. Like, this yeah. is what I got. This is, this is the world. I am objectively logical in this. Right. Um, so anyway, worked my way up, like had, had this kind of sampler platter of mental illnesses and like family history of different stuff. My dad actually has ADHD. My uh -huh. mom has a bunch of things like all the way up through the trees. Sure. Plenty of substance abuse, dangerous or everything, you throw it out there. Yeah. Um, and so actually I would call it uh, a sampler platter of mental illnesses. And I did call it mm -hmm. that when I, um, I moved out here to San Francisco from North Carolina. I did my PhD in microbiology, immunology at North Carolina, and then moved out here a couple months ago. And because of that, I got a new psychiatrist. Mm. My old psychiatrist and psychologist had gotten me through grad school. I was on some different medications, had really worked with them. They never, they kind of talked about the ideas of giving me a full formal diagnosis, but we had always sort of discussed that wasn't necessary because it was clearly depression and anxiety. And it was one of those right. things that like I said, depression, anxiety, and they were like, okay, cool. And I said that because the person before said depression, anxiety, and the person before wasn't ever sure. really questioned. And also it came up of like, well, we don't necessarily want to give you a very specific diagnosis in case at any point an insurance company decides not to cover something because it's a preexisting condition. I was like, love it. Great. Wow. Love this for us. Um, so, came into the psychiatrist here, or I don't know, Skyped into whatever. Mm. Um, and the thing was, is that I had been over the last, I mean, pandemic, I guess, but especially the last few months, I had gotten into TikTok. Mm. Um, and I had actually created a, a, a user thing for it. Uh, I was actually on it instead of just creeping through other people's right. meetings. Um, <laughs> and I found myself just randomly on ADHD TikTok, and I didn't even notice I was on it until mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of these things. And I was like, oh, they're all hashtag with ADHD. That's interesting. And like right. all of these really useful tools, all of these tips, some of the tips I actually already use, they're like, use a sticker system for when you do a basic human task. And I'm like, I have star stickers. Um, <laughs> and then other things where I was talking about, have you tried using this noise machine while you work? And I was like, no, and I tried it, it was awesome. So. Nice. A couple of my friends have have been diagnosed for a long time and have been treated for ADHD. And I, I went and talked to one of them. And I was like, "Hey, I'm noticing like a lot of this stuff is really resonating. Mm -hmm. What do you What do you think?" And this was before I went and talked to a psychiatrist. And that friend was like, "Oh, I literally thought you already knew this, but you just didn't talk about it." I was like, well, "How does that make any sense, given my personality? Like, right. I I knew a thing about myself, yeah, and didn't know the world." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
So, but I was, I went to this meeting intending to ask the psychiatrist to be like, Hey, weird. Um, I know I have every other mental illness you can think of, but like, what about this one? Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. fun to add to it? And this lady <laughs> is stone cold. Like I would not want to see her as a psychotherapist. Like I would not want to have therapy Ooh. sessions with her, right. but excellent as a psychiatrist. She like made wow. me talk through, she just sort of, here's my questions. I'm going to go through them. And oh within God. about seven minutes, we, we got the first ones, I guess, were like the ADHD ones. And she stopped me and she goes, okay, you put depression and anxiety and eating disorders on your intake form, but why did you not put ADHD? And I was like, excuse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you absolutely have ADHD. Everything, every single thing you're saying, including the fact that you have just like this menagerie of mental illnesses, that all fits into ADHD. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I got really good grades as a kid though. Mm, mm. <laughs> I got I got a PhD. And she's like, okay, right. people with ADHD get PhDs. And also you're a woman and you probably have inattentive ADHD, not hyperactive. And what's the so, difference? Yeah. So most of us, when we think about ADHD, we think about like, I mean, I think about this. I think a lot of other people do too. Basically the like, 11 year old boy in the class who oh. fidgets like bangs his fingers on his desk and gets up and like plays with the scissors and yeah. runs around and like never does his homework super disorganized open his trapper keeper and just like lunch falls out um <laughs> that is like the hyperactive version but okay. there's also the inattentive version which is basically the inability to this is hello i am helping you the in- <laughs> inattentive means the inability to pay attention but but truly it's uh Fuck. It yeah, right. Um, it is that your train of thought moves all over the place. You forget things. You know, you misplace things a lot of times. Oh right. You jump to extreme uh, emotions. You take it really personally sometimes when people say when you feel like someone says mean things about you. Like I'm mostly totally desensitized to people having feelings about me, but then occasionally someone will say some tiny offhand thing, and I'm like. I'm a horrible right. person and I'm so sorry that I exist in your life. Um, oh, fuck. So all this stuff. Anyway, but like, so she says this and I I was like totally stunned to the point where she she goes, do, do you want to take a break? Like we can schedule a follow-up instead to go through the rest of it. And I was like, no, no, no like let's just, let's get through it. You're like, let's plow right through this shit. Yeah, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I, honestly, to be fair, like to be like, mm, seems like you need to process this you should probably talk to not a specialist like wait, i don't understand <laughs> yeah that doesn't but, make any sense yeah so the rest of my life makes a lot more sense and i'm trying to figure it out and um like we were chatting before one thing that's really messing me up right now is that i had been kind of casually labeled depression anxiety hmm. and for since you know 2014 probably back as far as 2000s would have been diagnosed as, as having anxiety and that's what I was treated for. Um, and so one of the things that I take is an SSRI, Zoloft. It's everybody's yeah. favorite. Uh, do you remember the commercials for Zoloft? The little yes. Oh, Dude, that guy was great. That. It yes. was great. And he's like sad about the flower. He like goes to the flower. He's like, I don't want to smell it. I don't <laughs> care. God, I love big yes. pharma. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah. So even this conversation, I feel like most people who have at least been around people with ADHD are like, "Hmm, yeah, but yeah, this feels super normal, right? Like we have talked about a billion different things and none of them make sense together. Yeah, no, Um, not at all, but it's great. 
It's fantastic. It's really fun. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, she basically said, I don't think you have ADHD or I don't, I don't think you have depression. I'm not sure about the anxiety. I think you have ADHD. And I think that you deal with probably a version of bipolar. And so those two things together are manifesting as every other issue you've ever had, essentially. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those where you start digging into it. And you're like, it's something like you like 50% of people with ADHD also end up being diagnosed with like one of the comorbidities, whether it's depression, anxiety, uh, substance abuse is super high and mm. it seems like it's the biochemicals. It's so interesting. It's fascinating. Of course, yeah. like, deep dive. I've got a book. Um, but she said, we're going to take you off of your SSRI. I'm also on a mood stabilizer called the Motrogene. Um, I used I to say that SSRI bumps me up. And the mood stabilizer keeps me there. Um, she's <laughs> like, I don't know that that's actually happening. Mood stabilizer, the Motrogene is really good for a lot of different people. Um, can be an off-target treatment for ADHD as well, but it's it's just kind of good for keeping you stable as a human. Oh wow! And okay. So she, we've been ramping down. I'm down to nothing now. And. Mm. She said in the weirdest way, she was like, yeah, we're going to try to take you off. Uh, we're going to do the step down thing. Usually there's no issues. You know, you don't have to really deal with it. There's some small side effects, but they're not a big deal. The only thing that might be a little bit off-putting is that some people get something called brain zaps and it's just going to, you know, if it's an issue, we'll switch you to a different SSRI. We'll go to Prozac and it'll be fine. And I was like, what the fuck is a brain zap? Correct. Correct. Yeah, like I, I'd be like, eh, full stop. <laughs> what was that again? Yeah, no, and I, I, you know, it's like a teletherapy visit, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, um, also the fact that they just kind of casually toss that out there, as if you don't have other structures in your life, they're going to depend on whether or not you do wind up having a brain zap. Like, they, I feel like they just kind of toss that shit out there very casually. Like, well, you might just stop driving when you're doing it one day, and it's it's fine. We'll fix the medication. Really? Yeah. What about my car <laughs> and my and my You'll legs? You'll Prozac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get you a lot. So right. Anyway, I looked up what brain zaps were, and I luckily haven't dealt with them, oh. but brain zaps are basically where um, if you drop off your SSRI too fast, sometimes your brain feels like there's like electricity in it, and oftentimes happens if you look like left and right too much or so something. They don't really know. They have no idea. Like mental health is such a yeah. trash fire of right. science. Um, but the, but I did start, I started going off this stuff, and I was like, am I am I losing my mind? Like, am I okay? Because I was like, I just feel weird. And so finally, a week ago, I looked up the other symptoms of going off of an SSRI. And they're like, yeah, vertigo, dizziness, you might have like weird mood swings. You might I'm like, oh okay, my God. I could have, again, Holy I mean, it's on me. I could have Googled. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But you, I mean, you were there. You don't need that. She's the, you know, form of Google that she, you, she, yeah, like, yeah, that is, that is your actual, that's the Google you pay for that you pay hard for yeah, it. And oh, so I think dude. that's the thing when people, I'll tell people like my mental health has so much improved since grad school. And it's still mm. like, that is so, so true, but it's because right. so many little stressors are gone. And one of them being financial, mm -hmm. like the difference in being stressed out with and without enough money to oh. live totally different. Yeah. And I think the mental health care space is just, just the peak of so many things that are, is wrong in our society mm -hmm. is that my, uh, in California, a lot of people, and especially in the San Francisco area, don't take insurance. Um, oh, they don't have to deal with paperwork. They get more money. It makes wow. sense because there's not enough competition. 
Right. And um, so she doesn't take insurance. And the intro one hour was $650. And the follow-up meeting where, because we had the full intro and then we had a 20 minute follow-up meeting and we were scheduled mm-hmm. for 20 minutes to determine what my, what the next steps were going to be and going off of the SSRI we might eventually mix in more medication. Like who cares? Let's have a party. Um, <laughs> and ended up, she kept it nice and short, which I was appreciative. I was like, Oh, this yeah. is nice. Like keep it short. So instead of 20 minutes, it was eight minutes. And, but she still charged me for 20 minutes, which was $220. Fucking like, shit. How is that not supposed to make you immediately like anxious and depressed and sad? Well, and like, that's, especially I mean, the I, fact that it wasn't like a hey, this is exactly what it is. Here's the twenty minutes worth of two hundred dollars for you. It literally and then it's like, been I gotta come back. Yeah, that's no, insane. that was it. It was, and it's just, it's just how it works. And so I have insurance, and I should be able to file for reimbursement oh. for those things, which is good, at least partially. But in grad school, I could not have carried like a nine hundred dollar balance and just like hmm, hope insurance yeah, no. helps, right? I can't can't do that. And then also, by the way, it's really difficult to deal with insurance companies when your mental health is not good. Like of all the yeah. things to do, I would not recommend because to get a reimbursement for insurance, you like have to call them yep. and then you have to print something and then you have to mail something. And I'm yes. just like, oh, if you listed all the things I hate, it would be exactly this. <laughs> and it, it's yeah. truly been one of those where I'm like, oh, I can't eat this amount of money. This is right. still but it is really weird how like all that is set up inside a wall of shit that the mentally ill are not capable of handling. So they're like, you can come see us whenever you want doors open, but also here's a robot you have to speak to first. And here's 16 options you have to sift through. And also, by the way, this is going to cost you money, whether you want it to or not. And you're going to have to figure that money out. And there's going to be another company. And it's just like, and you're going to feel bad. Just be crazy. Um, you know, yeah. Right. You're like, well, I'm going to, not going to be happy either way, but at least with one option, I'll have my right. money. I remember um, going, um, so there, I, I, I'm not on anything and, uh, should be probably, I don't know yet. I've never, I've never really, you know, I, I've gone a couple times and I had one doctor who, uh, I had to stop telling them, actually, I have no choice, but I have to stop putting down comedian on my form. Cause I think it throws them off a bit. And then they think they already know me because they're just probably terrible at their jobs. I had one doctor sit because I was like really anxious at this point in time and like still going through a lot of shit or whatever. And for whatever fucking reason, he decided to pull up a little chair next to me and his computer and then go through a list of comedians that have had severe mental health issues. And he was like, this guy killed himself. I mean, you know, I mean, that was a tragedy. And I was just like, what are you doing to me right now? Like, I was like, is this, are you trying to psych me out or see if I like have some sort of weird reaction to this? Like, Am I supposed to lunge? I want to lunge. Um, and, <laughs> Is this a uh, test? Yeah, I know. I was like, the am I failing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I just remember like having like this out of body experience where I was like, kind of like looking at myself sitting on the thing, watching him scroll through Google and like clock in a day's. Pa- that was the other thing too, because I just get angry about irrational shit like that, where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what this means and what he what he's trying to say to me, but at the same time, this motherfucker's getting paid for this shit. Like. <laughs> It's like, and I'm losing money sitting here. Um, so that was that was also a symptom, shit. by the way, is irrational anger at things that very quickly pass. Where yeah. ten minutes later, you're like, mm, I didn't need to be that angry. That was not. Yeah, that was. Weird. I have. I I do. Cur- you know, it's weird. I my my like my was saying. My best friend is going over like TikTok, kind of figuring out ADHD shit for a bit. He'll send me stuff or whatever. I don't know 
what it is, but like we've talked about it a little bit, like I have developed obvious coping mechanisms for stuff, right? Over the years. I was talking to another friend who actually does take uh, or recently discovered about, I think within the year uh, or so that he has have ADHD and he's been on medication and kind of different ones and figured out what he needs and it's improved his life, he says, right? Yeah. And, but I know for a fact that like all of this stuff resonates for me whenever I see it, whenever TikTokers talk about it or whatever, other people who've had those experiences, I'm like, oh, I can relate to this. I can relate to this. And I can literally go through my life and be like, I was way more like that at this point in my life, but I figured out a way around. I never mm -hmm. thought it was anything other than mm -hmm. John, you're weird. Yeah. And you're not processing shit the way I, I would kind of look to everybody else. And I'd be like, I want to be more like that. And I did have conditioned myself to do it. And I'm curious what would happen if I actually went to somebody and they, because I don't know, I don't know mm -hmm. if they'd be like, you're fine. I, I have, I don't sleep well. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am constantly overthinking. I do need like, you have, you said you had an, a noise thing going on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've got like a noise okay. thing right next to me. Big fan. That was, it's work, not a, it's, wait, was it a big am, fan I, or you're a big fan? I am a big fan thing? of it, but it has a pretend big fan sound. So <laughs> you said big fan and just pulled this thing out from the side, like comically <laughs> in a frame, I would have lost my shit. Um, big fan. Big fan. <laughs> drags it in um so <laughs> um yeah i've got like i i always you know like i i like having stuff on in the background when i'm working yeah. and i've always done that too so i'm like i get like easily distracted by shit or whatever i'll forget certain things i don't have it where like i'm not fidgety i'm not a i'm not a constant yeah. need to move person but it all happens within here and that's it and i but it was funny i had another doctor recently tell me another thing again the comedian thing where they were like i could put you on this but I, but you have to ask yourself, is it going to inhibit your ability to perform well when you're on stage? And I was like, well, wasn't fucking thinking of that beforehand. <laughs> so also never, never took anything. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you know, that might be the Just reason why. Try it. That's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you to try no, it. No, I know. I know. Yeah. As a, uh, so I've had what, that, Is that his concern? Is he like, oh my God, you're not going to make it big though. And I can't be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I totally screwed him over, but that's why he's there. Right. It's so funny because I remember hearing uh, Maria Banford talk about it, who's like, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a comic um, mm -hmm. and she's been around forever. She's amazing. But she always talks about her mental health issues. She's got extreme, extreme mental health issues and she's super funny about it. But she remembers uh, she said something along the lines of like, yeah, if it's a choice between being funny and being mentally well, I'll choose mentally well every day. Like it didn't inhibit my ability to do it, but she's like, I, if I had that choice, I would still choose to be like better. And I'm not like, like, I think the depression stuff, like, I think I'm easily susceptible to getting really down, but it's because of like, I have to, I have to be more aware of it now. Like I was, you know, the, when we started talking about it, I was telling you I was severely pressed for like three years straight. I mean, like, yeah. It just got worse and worse and worse to like, I actually don't, not that I don't remember those series, but it feels like they're lost because it wasn't, I wasn't responding the way I should have been to things and overly harsh about like, even to the point where I was out with other people, I was like, yeah, you're not being you. They know you're not being you. Why are you mm. even, you know, why are you, why are you out? Why are you out? So like, um, but there's all that stuff going on, but I realize it's just like, if I let the, uh, you know, the overprocessing, overthinking and stuff like that. If it's used for positive means, it works really well. I get a lot of shit done in, in very, very quickly, or I'll be able to process like, you know, uh, jokes or writing stuff like that or whatever it is super sweet. And that all leans this way. If anything negative gets in, which is 
all the time. Uh, <laughs> and it gets too far. It just exacerbates the situation. And then I fall into a state of whatever that is. Plus, yeah. you know, whatever the fuck else is going on. I, I have no idea, but I commend you for actually going to get it, you know, figured out and getting off the meds and stuff. Cause I've never, I've took, taken one, one once. Um, and it was like, what you had, I think it was like a Zoloft yeah. thing or something like that. Um, yeah. and then my friend's dad was a psychiatrist. And at one point I was like, had extreme anxiety again. And, uh, he was just like retiring so he didn't give a fuck and he gave me this really strong shit and he was like just take that for a while and see how it feels and it was called prestique and i think that was like it was like one of that you know when people tell you like you take something and it like you feel like flattened happened to me i took it <laughs> i went to go to the gym and i was like on the thing and i was like oh god no oh no 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 <laughs> what what the fuck is happening right you're like the girl from the don't smoke weed commercial that's like, <laughs> you know exactly yes. like on the couch just yeah, <laughs> that is exactly it on the leg press machine. Like it could crush me. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When it happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I've my I have family members who have tried a bunch of different things. Um, I've like as far as having drugs prescribed to me that I have taken, mm -hmm. uh, have tried a good handful of things. Like not extensively, but you know, mixed and matched and kind of at the whims of of my my people and some things have worked and some things have worked for a while too i think that's another big piece that mm. a lot of times people when i've talked to them about needing more support in grad school and like the uh, getting all of this mental health support in grad school and how i've been able to i haven't had a therapist for a while and part of that is just like putting it off but part was my insurance all these different things i would not have been as functional now if now I have the same stresses as grad school, but didn't oh, wow. have that same support. So like, right in, in grad school, I needed more support because it was a different, more stressful in, environment for me specifically. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, people are like, well, it's just the pandemic. I'm like, cool. So I guess I'll just get treatment until the end of the pandemic. And then we can check back in. Right. And they're like, well, why do you do you, the thing that gets me is when people are like, oh, you don't want to get dependency. I'm like, well, I'm not functional without it right now. Yeah. So the definition of dependency is that if you don't use it, you're non-functional. And so you, you need to use it to be functional. And I'm already there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to say, like, you know, um, like, when you were when you were in grad school, though, because you still kind of I love your all the tweets that you stuff with you put up about grad school, because it's like a lot of it applies to um, I, I want it like even like real life where like yeah. I feel like it applies to almost any job, any, um, you know, uh, anybody that is is struggling through some kind of corporate bullshit because you had one and I'm going to go to your this is so clunky. I'm going to go to your social media. This <laughs> middle part will all be edited out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you had one recently that I absolutely loved. And you said, um, ba -ba 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 -ba. here we go. Um, you said, dear new grad students, there's always an urgent deadline, mm -hmm. always just one more sample, always something that should have been done last week. Please be cautious when giving your time to work to your work. Your work will never be satisfied. That applies to I mean, that like when I read that, I was like, you know, slow clap. Um, I had to keep my hands on the wheel so I couldn't do it forever. Um, but I was like <laughs> texting and driving. Yay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy because I'm like, oh my God, that applies to like, that's literally what I've said to people about their jobs. But like, yeah. it's so crazy how a lot of that kind of overlaps, but I do like that you kind of push back, you know, 
um i kind of want to say it's a, i don't want to say grad school is a toxic environment i don't know for sure I'll but would say, you... i'll say it. grad school is a toxic environment <laughs> Okay, Very happy. I didn't want to be the one to be like, I don't know if that's the great way to say it. But so, like, yeah, I do like that you push back on it because I feel like that makes people feel anything that makes people feel less alone and anybody that does that kind of shit, I'm 100% behind. And I feel like you do that constantly. Well, thank you. And I think so it's, it's really interesting because I, I think usually what I say is that the best people I've ever met are in academia and the worst people I've ever met are in academia. I, so many people that I strongly look up to that like I would like to be them when I grow up mm -hmm. are hardcore career academics. Like they are just, they are building the world around them while they are exploring and while they're pulling up others, just like incredible humans. Right. There are literally people that you're like, are you, are you a person even? <laughs> like people who prey upon the most vulnerable people. Like you've got Right. professors who are running labs of international students who literally have nowhere to go. Their family sent them off to the US to work. They have a visa here. And like it has been tragedies have happened in these situations where PIs have said, you plagiarize this or you're getting kicked out without your degree. And wow. like, I can send you links of these things. Just, oh, right. deep, just the ugliest stuff. And for what? Right. For what, man? Your yeah. your ego for the fact that you get to be a big name at a conference. Like it's not right. Most of the things that I'm talking about, it's not even like there there's toxic environments everywhere. And that's what people sure. say. They're like, oh, everything's toxic. Your job is toxic. Well, Medicine's yeah, toxic. but yeah, exactly. But like, and that's just like a weird excuse to blanket it over. What do you think breeds those kind of professors in that kind of situation though? Is it the institution itself or is it or do you do you think it's just purely individual ego? Um, I think it's a little of both. There's the kind of selection process of it, it. I think as it stands, the institution, if you have a high level of empathy or emotional IQ, it, it can be really detrimental to your career. Uh, you have Christ. to, I mean, if, if you look at scientists, right, and, and specifically talking about science mm. in academia here, um, you actually have to set aside some of your empathy and some of your emotions to right. be a really good scientist. However, someone who's really good at that, they might not be able to just pick it back up. They might not have it to pick back up. And those are sure. two very distinct things. And so as a grad student and as a postdoc and as you know, a, a research assistant, you have to be really good at being a scientist. And that's how you go up your career. And then suddenly you flip over and you are a PI, so primary investigator, or you're a professor, or you are advising, you're an advisor. Right. None of those things beforehand trained you to be an advisor. And in fact, your CrossFit coach, your yoga instructor is required to have more training in management and in taking care of people than any of your professors. Wow. The professors do not have to, are not mandated to do these things. There's no overhead. There's no governing body. Um, Jesus. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, you, you say it all the way through and people are like, I, are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah like, I'm real sure. I didn't know any of that either. And it's funny because I do like it, what, what you said about how, um, you know, you kind of have to leave your empathy aside if you're a scientist, yada, yada, yada. I like that kind of behavior when it comes to anybody delivering gloom and doom shit. I don't want anybody to sugarcoat what's happening with the pandemic. I don't want anybody yeah. to sugarcoat what's happening with climate change. But if you're a professor working with younger students, mm -hmm. I want all that empathy in there. I want anybody working with younger, younger people to have some kind of, you know, um realization of what they're going through and also remember what the fuck you went through in the first place too like that is where i want it more 
Well, and that's, I mean, some of that issue too is like the survivor bias of like, well, I did it. And so it worked for me. It yeah, worked for you. And it's like, yeah, look at her. The thing is too, is you can truly teach someone to swim by sink or swim. And mm. everyone who comes through that experience now understands that sink or swim works 100% of the time. 100% of the people who do sink or swim and <laughs> they, they figured out swim. So it yeah. works 100% of the time. Right. Uh, for the survivors, right? Like that's yeah, the, for the survivor, yeah. And so, um, so I think that there's <laughs> there's first of all that selective pressure of of who's going to get through, and then the, on the other side, there's just no accountability. I mean, the I love academic Twitter for a lot of different reasons, but one of the interesting things is just seeing what tenured professors can do and get away with it. Um, you know, my my favorite challenge to people when they're saying like we support students is is how you know. How, right. how do you do that? And they'll say, for instance, with like sexual harassment, really big issue mm -hmm. in academia. They will say, oh, we, we protect our students against sexual harassment. We have a no, we have a zero, to zero tolerance policy about sexual harassment. It's like, okay, how? Like, well, a, a student right. feel comfortable coming to us and telling, and it's like, okay, how would they, how would they come to you? Um, well, they could come to our office. Okay. How, which office? Mm -hmm. Well, this one. Okay. Then what would you do? Then what? Then what? You very yeah. quickly find out that academia has answers until the point where they have to do something. Right. And at that point, there are truly no answers. And I say that and everyone gets grouchy, but I'm like, I don't care if you're grouchy. I don't care if you. It's a great way, but polite way of putting it grouchy. You're I, like, but just, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's like if if you're I think there's so many interesting things about human emotions, the most of which is like you can gauge from your own emotions how you think of something even if you can't understand how you think of it so it's like yeah. if someone says something to me and i'm like mm, no bad defensive it's like oh there's probably a part of me who realizes that what they're saying is true yeah and that's where when you push back on academia you get a lot of voices that are like mm, well i'm glad you left and i'm like well same mm -hmm. um yeah but also if you love academia, why don't you want it to be fantastic? Like, right. why don't you want to be able to say, I'm so sorry that happened to other people, but here is our 10 step thing that students can follow to deal with sexual harassment complaints. And here's what happens when we find that someone has been a perpetrator of these things. Right. And you know why they don't, you know why they go with angry? It's because they don't have that answer. And so it, yeah drives me all the way up the wall when people say to your point of like oh just go in our doors are open right to what to, yeah. to like a concrete wall congratulations they, they'll stand there and be like here's our doors aren't they lovely doors anyone who needs to can open mm -hmm. the doors and you're like what's behind <laughs> the doors and they're like people who need to know open the doors <laughs> there's nothing there and they're like oh but we need yeah. a door they're all like shocked when it's open they're like who the fuck left this door open it's just um it's yeah, just and it's like the most vulnerable people yeah. who are truly trying to do great work, like so mm. much important science and so much knowledge and so much growth as right. a whole society comes out of universities. And it's just disgusting to see some of the people in power who feel like it's their right to exploit others. Yeah. And it is a very, like you said, it's like, I made it. Why can't you? Yada, yada, yada. Instead of ever trying to improve anything. And there's just so much cognitive dissonance with all other shit because like people don't learn at a young age and it surprises me the professors and you know people who are in academia don't understand it either but like you know there was a lot of cognitive dissonance i had to fight through especially like 
learn behavior when you're younger, you know, uh, ha learning to push back against adults, basically that like might, you know, not in a vicious manner, but might not have had the right idea or the right type of thing. And also kind of figuring out why they thought a certain like, you know, um, for the longest time, I always thought that anybody who smoked weed was like a piece of shit. Like that was just ingrained in me because, you know, issues with my dad, like just, mm -hmm. just stuff like that family shit. But like the workaround behind that, it had to finally be something along the lines of like, people I liked growing up who I respected, who were good people did that kind of shit. So mm -hmm. the cognitive dissonance kicked in again. It's like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? That feels like shit. But mm -hmm. like, once you learn to push through it, you know, th the right thing to do is to push through that kind of shit. And it's, I think it affects everybody. And uh, especially like, again, like current situation, pandemic and all that other shit. It's just, it never yeah. goes away. But we're not taught that ever to how to deal with that kind of shit. We're not taught how to deal any emotions and, it's like you're on your own. Fuck it. You feel something, go feel it in a room. Emotions and taxes, man. Like the two things that you are <laughs> gonna have to deal with, no matter who you are, what you are, and how much right. money. Emotions and taxes, and how many courses did we have in that? Nothing. Yes. <laughs> I think I took and taxes. Yeah, Being like, emotional about your taxes. Hide <laughs> um, So taxes. what? What made you? Because you, you. So um, you said you got your degree in um what is it uh biology and immunology or microbiology microbiology immunology. Microbi yeah. microbiology so Hi, but then you biology. became a <laughs> and then but you are like i was talking to a friend about this the other day because i was watching um well we, you're a science communicator which i admire greatly because i feel like we need people to who are charismatic who are super smart who are funny who are able to like kind of translate the language like that to dum-dums yeah, so and like, I, can, I can hold that place until those people come along <laughs> you're like i got it i'll save your seat <laughs> yeah. no that stop i love them uh immodesty but it's fine um but uh what was oh like i was watching um oh it was a joe rogan clip right and I, yeah, we had to come up at some point. Oh, wow. This is, this is kind of yeah. downhill real fast. This took a, this I took was a watching well, Joe Rogan and I thought of you. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't think, well, I did. I did think of you because <laughs> I felt so bad. He had, he obviously had some kind of obligation because, you know, he was doing that ivermectin shit like yeah. before he got COVID. And then he said some shit about the vaccine. And then, of course, by default, he had to have some scientist on who was, you know, mm -hmm. the opposite of him. And I felt so bad. This woman was so smart, so qualified, clearly knew what the fuck she was talking about. But I don't think she was as good at communicating it because especially when you're talking to another comedian or something like that, it's like, you know, it's hard to when you're just filled with knowledge and information, if you're not good at having a conversation. And on top of it, also having a like she had a job that yeah. didn't require being on that cast, which she was probably like, I have to be careful to what I say. So it looked bad. And then it made me think of though what you're what you know your science communicator and like other people like that and there's so few of you you know what i mean yeah. like and i don't know if that just comes with the with the territory in the field i don't know if there's like did you have a natural bent to it did you learn it because you seem i mean you know when we whenever we're talking we're talking right now but like you are very like easy to talk to and you're good at it and you're good at communicating how you're feeling and you're funny but was that something that you had to learn to to kind of you know, get into the field or, or was it something that's natural to you? That's a good question. And, and it's actually, it's funny to, <laughs> to be asked this in, <laughs> me too, then. Um, it's fun to be asked this in, in bigger conversations because it's, it, I haven't really ever thought about it this deeply and in this context, but going all the way back to like the social anxiety and mm. 
dealing with like using public speaking as a way to get over social anxiety. Basically what that turns into people, people are surprised that I'm, I'm pretty comfortable talking to groups of like yes. 500 people. I don't care. I've done a bunch of videos. Like I'm going to pay you another compliment real quick. I saw a video of you. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this no. is, this is this, uh, but, um, uh, when we were like first talking or whatever, uh, you were, I think it was at your college. I don't, I don't know if it was hundred percent, but you were talking to a group of people. It was almost like your Ted talk. Yeah. The red dress saying, talk. The red dress talk. It was fucking great. If you guys don't know it, look it up on the, yeah, if you look up, uh, the Monty M O N T I and then Susanna Harris, you'll pull it up. Yeah. It was super annoying. Cause you were, you know, you're smart or whatever, but you were also funny. And I was like, first of all, you're inching up on my territory. That's upsetting. Um, but, uh, yeah. And your fans? No. <laughs> but I was just like, but that was wildly impressive to be able to communicate how you were feeling emotionally with your anxiety, all the other stuff. And then talking about going through grad school, talking about what you had, you know, whatever it was just, it was amazing because for somebody who, like you said, has anxiety, man, you got up there and you fucking crushed it. Well, thanks. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's easier than I think it is for most people because that is just as uncomfortable to me as speaking with three people or more. Like my limit of comfort with speaking with people is two people. It doesn't matter. It can be family members. It can be anybody, but the moment there are more than two people, I'm comfortable. I love talking one-on-one -on -one with people. I, oh, okay. I like talking one-on-two, -on -two, hate talking one-on-three and above. So getting up yeah. in front of 50, 500 people feels the same to me as having a conversation with three people. Um, okay. And so it's actually just like, I get the desensitization constantly. Like I mm. constantly have to talk to three people. That's like a human adult thing that people have to do. Yeah. And so that doesn't feel that much different. And, but I think that that experience of growing up and, and learning how to do public speaking and how to like show choir was all about emoting and like, you know, you have to make some things look easy. You have to explain things through like your body, but also like pay attention to how you're singing and your tone and how it blends with other, there's so many different awareness levels. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what I think pulls into communicating because I mean, there's, there's the words you say, and those are important, but it's also mm -hmm. like so much of the psychology behind it, I think is fascinating. And I, I was having a conversation with somebody today that I met on Twitter. Uh, I was like, Hey, I don't have friends here and you're here and you have a company. Can I like come see your company place? And he was mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure. Um, but <laughs> we were talking about it. I was like, like no. probably when I walked in, cause we got into it. I was like, probably when we first started talking, you were possibly a little taken aback. I was probably a little too much, maybe a little too enthusiastic. Like, and he was like, eh. I was like, yeah, that's on purpose. Because wow. if, if I come in at my normal level, if like, I just come in like, Hey, what's up? Love the place. Uh, what's new? Tell me what you're doing. Right. People never match your enthusiasm starting out. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're nervous that everyone has, is inside their own head, their own bodies. Yeah. And so they are never going to give you a hundred percent of what you go out with. Right. Like you right. have to feed them. And so like he and I chatted for a long enough time that I was like, all right, here, let's break that down. Cause he was asking about my communication style. I was like, I come in knowing that I made too much. I know it's too much. It's annoying. I'm annoyed at myself. I'm like in my own <laughs> head being like, geez, could you I understand calm it down? Yeah. But the point is, is I don't actually good communication, I think requires you to actually set aside your ego in a lot of ways and be like, they might not like me as a messenger, but as long as they understand my message and come back to me for more messages, fantastic. Like you think right. about people 
who listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, even though they hate him, yeah. but they like what he says. Right. Um, and actually, they probably like what he says because it's him, because he has his communication style. Yes. You oh, know, 100%. It, it, it's just it's so much of, these... of it is persuasion and and you know and and being able to you know i mean especially just being able to make people laugh or like all that other shit and it's funny because you almost have to have you know uh it's almost like a superpower where you're just kind of like i have to be more aware of you know uh, what people what people how people react to me based on mm -hmm. you know a b c and d or whatever which, right. is, which it is funny and i feel like there's a way like do you switch between mm -hmm. Um, this is going to be weird to say. Okay. So like, is there a way you talk to other academics as opposed mm. to when you talk to normal people? I don't want to say normal people. Nor you know what I mean? Like normies. Yeah. 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 Like, like people who are less likely to understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? It was like, there's a, no, like, I love this question. Like, you know, I love this when question. you have an academic, you approach them from the side. Don't scare them. You know what I mean? Like, how do you like, you know, Nick? you don't do want them to get, yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, it's a great question. And it's actually like, uh, it's a question that relates to all of the communication act. I actually just put up a TikTok similar to this, uh, but the TikTok I just put up was about um, the, one of the biggest questions I get is how do I figure out what my audience already knows? How do I know what they're interested in? It's like, you have to ask, mm. you have to ask because you cannot assume. So the blanket term academics brings up, like you have to think about when you're saying academics, who are you thinking of? Like, can you come up with one persona? And is that accurate for that persona? Maybe, like maybe that kind of general stereotype works for that persona and that's how you should right. treat them. But most people don't fit into that. Mm -hmm. And so to the point of like, do you interact differently with academics versus investors? Like, I really try not to actually, it's like a compulsion that I have to be like, oh, what's up, fellow academics? Like, let's talk about <laughs> like, I would never do that. That's not gonna work. My normal, let's see, like if I was gonna, if I was just going to go like full cow mode of like do what feels normal with academics, I'd be like, hello. Yes, I went to UNC Chapel Hill for my uh, for my graduate school and I worked under Elizabeth Shank studying Bacillus subtilis on plant roots and the different chemically mediated dynamics of, of those communities. Mm -hmm. yeah. First of all, actual that's that's what I think academics want because okay. of what I have been told by other people who don't understand <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's, it's but the point is is that i i go more based on what i kind of see as their personality i kind of like do some test things like if i'm like ah, i'm on your face like what's up it's nice to meet you oh my gosh and they're like ah you too i'm like okay cool stick with this yeah <laughs> if they're like oh hi i'm like awesome it's so good to meet you okay like let's tone it down let's there's so many pieces that are not about i think there's a huge difference between communicating and like communicating based on understanding people and mm. manipulation. And I think that that's where people get themselves in trouble is that, mm. and people will oftentimes like, as I'm talking about this, think, oh, she's talking about manipulation. Cool. Like, how do you make people like, make people like you, <laughs> win friends, do things, whatever. I don't know. Right. It's not about that. It's about understanding that no matter what you do, people are going to have a reaction to it. Yeah. And so making sure again, that you're representing yourself accurately hmm. in a way that they can appreciate that message right and so for some people they need a different touch there are certain things that i have modified about myself um that are just across the board like actually hmm. my voice is this is lower than my natural voice would be but it's because over years i've just like tried to drive my voice down a little bit because women are generally respected more if we have a lower voice and so actually oh. that kind of vocal rasp i can well, get at the, the very fuck? bottom now I want to know your real voice. <clears throat> so I haven't done it. Like I don't 
So like normally I'm talking like this, it kind of, it also right. connects really well. It's great for speaking. Yeah. And it's this nice, like comfy baritone that people are like alto mm -hmm. that people don't feel weird about. It's not too feminine, not too masculine. It's whatever. It, it works. I don't have to change it. Yeah. Um, but my more normal voice would probably be a lot closer to up here. And it's a lot more, it, it sounds a bit younger. It sounds a bit, I don't, it's not exactly childish, but it sounds questioning. And it sounds like I'm always kind of questioning and I'm always, and there's, <laughs> it's a little more annoying. And so I can get away with being more annoying in my lower voice. So if I'm speaking like this and adding on top of it, that like, hi, how are you doing? Is very right. different than, hey, how are you doing? Totally yeah. different vibe. And so, but wow. it's one of those things that I've changed constantly over time that's now part of who i am and it's like it takes a lot of effort to go back to how i would be but now yeah. it's, it's actually gotten too far i keep i keep pushing it lower i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa okay okay <laughs> dang girl um, that's really interesting though because i had no idea that that's like even a thing that people because i know like there's certain things about myself that i know like i know i'm kind of but at, at this point i just kind of let go where i'm like i don't expect anybody to react any like some people are chill with it i'm usually pretty disarming i know that and then like but other times i know i'm just gregarious or i'm like overly you know um like enthused and i'll kind of explain it down and i'll be like oh yeah sorry about that or whatever especially when meeting somebody i don't particularly know or or yeah. whatever it is but um like i always feel some i always feel like yeah like this is me like i'm overly enthusiastic I, I come across either overly enthusiastic or like i could give a shit less and mm -hmm. the latter i wish didn't come across at all because like it's not it but I don't know. Sometimes I just have yeah. a fucking, I'm just like, Hey, I'm really excited to see you. And people are like, well, it doesn't sound like that at all. Right. Uh, and I'm like, no, I mean it. Um, right? That's like a really weird thing. Up. Right. Is that like half the time I'll say, Oh my gosh, I love her. She is the best. She's so great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you get to work with her. Oh, I love her. Mm -hmm. Which is like, or if it's somebody I know, I'll be like, Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Those mean exactly the same thing to me. Right. And, but it's just about like, Hey, it, it depends on the, the context. It's like how our preferences of music changed based on the, the day of the week, the time of day. Like if you've ever turned on the wrong radio channel on a Monday morning and it's like, get crunk in the club. And you're like, shut <laughs> up. Shut yes. up. No yeah. one wants to do that. No one has ever wanted it. But you turn that same thing on on Friday and you're like, yeah, what's up? I'm going to drink a wine seltzer and scroll <laughs> well, it went downhill with wine seltzer but all right yeah um, no it's it's never I was, i'm never crunk in the club i'm never anything in the club i hate clubs yeah no, um, but um <laughs> but so we another thing i was going to talk about too is that you yeah. had that one tiktok that i love that went another thing that fucking blew my mind is because you shit on um i'll finish that sentence in a second um <laughs> would uh <laughs> great tiktok <laughs> Totally got banned. You can't Super see it banned. anymore. Banned but, everywhere. Yeah, really popular <laughs> in Germany. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was um, you know uh, probiotics, which I didn't yeah. know anything. I didn't know that that was like a thing. And also, it, it killed me twice because I was like, totally should have gone to you in the first place, having known you. And then, but yeah, you made that TikTok, and people lost their fucking goddamn minds. Like you would have thought that they had money in probiotics, the way right. they went after you for it. Um, but yeah, I did not know that it's all bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, it'll save me some time. Well, it's, it, everybody it's I such, know is on them, by the way. Well, it's such a funny, it's such a funny thing because 
Um, and, and your perception of that video is actually exactly what I was trying to get across. Uh, so that feels good. <laughs> but I want, I want to say that first instead of being like, well, your perception wasn't exactly accurate. Your perception was exactly what I was going for, but I technically didn't say some of those things. So right. technically, all I said was something that is controversial based on your field um, that you think people might get upset with. Mm -hmm. um, and I studied basically plant probiotics. Like that was my thesis work right. was how can we make plant probiotics stick to plants better? Mm -hmm. And because of that work, I was like, wow, this research is trash. Like <laughs> the research that I did was legitimate, but the discussion part of my thesis was like, this is, this field is not good. This, mm -hmm. we are selling things as like agricultural stuff that doesn't actually work the way that it should. And that's maybe not a problem now, but it's going to erode trust in science. Like that was my, you know, be in my bonnet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but basically what I said was I, with my background, I don't buy probiotics. Um, we know that the microbiome of humans, of plants, of pretty much anything is super important for the health of that ecosystem like mm -hmm. my my microbes ecosystem is me i am i am a tome um and <laughs> my health depends very strongly on the health of my microbiome it mm -hmm. like the stuff in my guts keeps me safe and it also helps me digest nutrients it you know all, all this basically all the things i think that you've heard of like what your microbiome can do potentially can be true. Like there are connections. There's the gut brain access of like your microbiome and how your brain works and so many amazing things. Right. So I want to put that out there first, that microbiome, super important. No questions asked. Love it. Yeah. I, think it's, I literally think it's one of the coolest things in the world. Like the oral microbiome, wild, wild. Well, they call it amazing. the second brain, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, Basically it's, like it's, you, you mess up your microbiome and you can literally die. I mean, it's right. not like, that's why when you take antibiotics, things get really messed up. Like you might not feel good. You might like your skin might change. All of this weird stuff is because you are messing up the microbes that are living on you and that are super important to you. So that's cool. My issue is that we are taking quite a jump to, okay, we know that your microbes are important. Mm -hmm. And when you're sick, some of your microbes change all the way over to, and so we're going to add one to 10 types of microbes and go all the way back and make you yeah. healthy. And it's like that, it, it would be the same as looking at a rainforest and being like, oh my gosh, this thing, like this rainforest burned to the ground, but a healthy rainforest has green tree frogs. So we're going to put millions of green tree frogs. Frogs, green tree frogs, <laughs> green tree frogs into the forest, mm -hmm. and everything's gonna be fixed. It's like, no, no, logically, we know that that's not true. That's a great analogy, though, because that really and, helps clear it up. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, nothing. A rain, a rainforest is such this unique, very carefully balanced ecosystem mm -hmm. that you couldn't put one of any species in. And even if you're like, right. mm, this rainforest is sick because it doesn't have the green tree frogs, that's the only thing it's missing, you still can't just chuck a whole bunch of them in there. <laughs> and so oftentimes what these, like what the probiotics are is that they're saying, if you take an antibiotic, you need to repopulate. And here is, and some people be like, it has a hundred different strains. I'm like, cool. Probably most of those don't even grow because none of this is regulated at all. Yeah, I have no idea what any of that means. 
It just, it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't. <laughs> that is where it's so interesting. I think that this is where more scientists need to be communicators is that other people are communicating science with no background and right. no intention. Mm -hmm. They say, you know, I have this product that I want to sell and it is related to science. And I'm going to say the science of microbiology says that 10,000 yeah. CFU will change the overall interspecies dynamics. And I'm like, okay, that's actually not very many. And right. you didn't tell me how you were doing this. You didn't tell me any, you just told me nothing. And so yeah. you need scientists out there to be like, no. Right. There was no. such a huge disparity between like my uh, primary care doctor at the time's point of view on my, cause I had like, I, I still have to this day, I have no idea what's going on, but I have like a weird gut thing where like, mm -hmm. you know, one minute, totally fine, flat stomach, you know, oh, me, yeah. I exercise all the time. A day later, uh, pregnant with triplets. I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have no idea what I ate and it doesn't seem to matter. I've gotten allergy tests. I've gotten endoscopies. I've gotten all this other crap. But my primary care doctor was like, no, you're not going to take any probiotics. That's fucking horseshit. And then I went to a specialist and they were like, we got some probiotics for you. They're like 90 bucks, but it's going to, and I was like, fuck. But of course, like an idiot, I take that kind of shit. And then of course they did this yeah. thing where they were like, well, that's not working. There's too much in you. We're going to give you this really strong antibiotic, kill all of it in you for about a month. Then we're going to give you new probe. And literally it was just this <laughs> endless cycle where that's all they did to me. And then I, and I'm, I've not taken anything at this point, but yeah, when I saw your TikTok, I was just like, well, I could have saved so much time. I was just, I mean, it, it could be like, th this is, this is the going back to the idea of cognitive dissonance is so difficult yeah. where it's like your problem could be your microbiome. It could oh, yeah. be your microbiome is thrown off and hates you, but we don't necessarily have a treatment for it. And, and I think no, there's no re like, I, there, I'm sorry, I mean, but like, there's mm -hmm. no, like what I've, like, what I've been reading about it on my own and all the other stuff, it just seems like they really have no idea how to fix any of that shit. Like there's no real, like, that's why every, every time I go to the doctor, there's like throwing shit at the wall. They're like, we're just going to yeah. run these tests over and over and over again. Like, I don't want to go to somebody new at this point because it's like, no. you know, every time I do, they just do the same shit. Yeah. Well, and I think I mean, the fecal thing that they, <sighs> that they always talk about that they did a South Park episode on where they're like, Hey, if you hey, have somebody else's poop, FMT, you're great microbiome transplant. It's right. Uh, Still, I don't think it's actually, I don't think there's any uh, microbiome transplant like treatment options that are FDA approved, but it is one that happens really? in hospitals. It is, I, it's, it's really funny. I talk about like, I would not put money in any microbiome company right now. And then literally microbiome scientists will come to me and be like, okay, but mine's cool. You want to hear about it? I'm like, I do want to hear, <laughs> I do actually want to hear about it. I'm interested, but I'm going right. to ask you some really uncomfortable questions and I'm not going to, a lot of people are worried I'm going to like drag them across the internet. I'm like, I've done that a couple of times. It's, it's not, it's not fun for anybody. Right. Um, and I don't do it anymore. I'd rather have the conversations and then, you know, Generally, if anyone comes to me for a conversation, I will not then subtweet them. I think that's icky. If, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm subtweeting, it's usually like about someone I don't even follow, and then everyone's like, "Oh, you're subtweeting me." I'm like, I literally wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> and mean. if you think I am, you should probably fix this because yeah, it's not right? about you, but it might. Be. Um, but you know, it's there. We don't have a solution to it. It's just we know that the yeah. microbiome there are, it's so important. There's gotta be factors that are affecting it, but we don't at this time have enough research for me to pay money. Like 
I love yogurt. I eat yogurt all the time. Mm, I hate kimchi. I love kombucha. I, it's just delicious. Mm. But I don't, it, maybe it makes me feel good. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I'm definitely not going to buy a pill of dehydrated bacillus for, like spores. Right. And, you know, and have it be all pretty. And uh, I mean, if it makes people feel good, great. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't care. I, right. I like I, I, I purposely am not a medical doctor. People are like, oh, right, right. because I don't care. Because I do not care <laughs> what people do to their bodies if it doesn't affect the other people around them. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Just could not care less. I don't care. Right. Somebody can go spend all of their money on probiotics. If it makes them happy, if they feel better, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Don't care. Um, but just for me personally, I don't spend money on stuff that doesn't have the research to back it up. That's literally all I said on there. Well, that makes two hundred twenty thousand views. Like what? Yeah, and what? people lost their fucking minds in the comments. Yeah, it was, you can't... It was seriously. It was like you personally, like you were bringing down their business individually. And I'm like, I don't think all of you could possibly work for the probiotic industry. Yeah, well, and I think that's one of the interesting things too. Is is this really? This is something that is fascinating me right now because I work at a biotech accelerator, meaning that we help really early stage biotech companies get started. And eventually they are creating drugs and therapies that could help treat humans and change lives. And so we're like really early stage, basically like how to do a trial. Um, and eventually they can change the world. Nice. So, but it's really interesting to me, this push against established like big pharma or Western medicine or all these things. And I'm like, going back to that point about ivermectin and something else I, I mentioned is like ivermectin is made by Merck, which is top right. five like pharma companies always, always global. Like Merck is the, if you, if you looked up big pharma, I literally think Merck would show up. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's not actually about these keywords of like, I don't trust big pharma. It's, I don't believe other people have my best interests at heart. Yeah. And so no matter what they say, I'm not going to believe them. And that is just like, that is going to be devastating to yeah. the future of our world is just this general distrust. And I don't have the answer. It's, it's frustrating me a lot actually recently where I'm like, what do I do with my social media? Do I try to make people love me and then they listen to me? Do I be like snarky no. and sarcastic? And then the yes. people who are, you know, <laughs> and then there's the other part where I'm like, bro, this is mine. I don't get paid for this. Like, right. this is mine. Yeah. Uh, I, oof, I don't know. But yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was a treat. And it was going back to like, people make money off of this stuff and they yeah. are making money off of other people's fears. And mm -hmm. it doesn't, I don't actually care if it's a company that has 600 employees or if it's one guy in his basement, right. if you are making money off of people who do not understand what they are taking, what they are buying, and you are purposely saying it in a way that they cannot understand, shame on you. Yes. If you are the problem. You are the evil. I don't care how much money or power or clout you have. You could mm -hmm. be selling 10 of these things a week or 10 million, but if you are doing it because you wanna make money off of other people's inability to understand what you're saying, and especially if you're saying it in a way so that they literally can't, if you're obscuring information, you are the problem mm -hmm. with what is happening. I don't I don't care if you're yeah. a mom and pop shop. I don't care if you're Merck, that's the issue.
right. that's that's where like my rage comes out. Is I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking advantage of people who have no other options. You have people with IBS who are just in so much pain. That's There's no good treatment. Like yeah. desperate, desperate people. And I don't mean that of like, oh, he's so desperate, but like right. truly have no options. And people make money off of it. And there are like. There. Yeah, and the minute you mention it or even question it, or whatever, like the, the ads that pop up for the horseshit that comes up, oh is in, it's insane. It's just you're inundated with it, and if you're not getting the help you need or mm -hmm. help you can, you're only getting the yeah. help you can afford. Of yeah. course, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna drink this powdery shit yeah. three times a day, regardless of whether it tells me. There was one I love this ad. It was like this powder mix or whatever for some gut health thing, right? But one of the warnings was. If you don't drink it with enough water, it could swell in your throat and asphyxia. And I was just like, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are you giving? Oh. Is it like I'm like, it expands? And if it expands, the fuck's it doing in my stomach? Like it was, it was just insane the warnings on some of this shit. Yeah. And I've taken like um, I don't know, like like I've taken some supplements before when I thought, you know, it would help me do whatever. I was like, oh, you know, vitamin shit or all that crap. Every one of them has made me feel like shit in some way, shape, or form, either during or after, to the point where I'm like, I know real people take this shit. Are they feeling this pain all the time? And they're just like, this is normal because this is fucking killing me. Like yeah. heart palpitations, severe headaches. Like if I don't take like the thing, like when I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh yeah, I need to take my pills. And I'm like, that can't be good. Yeah. You know, and then like, it's just, it's fucking insane. They don't tell you anything about getting off of that shit after yeah. the fact. Like, and there's a reason why they offer you an immediate, they're like, Hey, if it doesn't work for you by the time the bottle's fucking empty, just send it back. And we'll give your money back. Cause they don't want to get sued. <laughs> like, that's the, they're like, I have like tears of evilness in, <laughs> in, uh, in terms of like scientific treatments, you know? So, mm. so the, the like, Best the the what you want is a treatment that helps people and right. does not perpetuate the use of that treatment or of other treatments, right? Like that's the goal. Like mm. if you can do that, that's fantastic. You want something that people can take that they no longer need to have that treatment or other treatments. Yeah. And then it kind of goes down from there of like there are treatments that are totally good where you have to take them, but you have to keep taking them. And that's just reality. And that's not, you know, like that's for me. Like I have to take it. It's not a one and done, but it does make my life a lot better. And sure. then you start getting into treatments that um, don't help, but they don't really hurt. You know, they're not causing you to take other things. They, right. there's no like withdrawal or anything. They don't, they're there. And that's where most of these probiotics really fall is it's just like, okay, cool. You just turned it into powdered yogurt and are selling it for like, <laughs> I mean, I wish people knew how cheap it was to make probiotics. Like it is really, Oh my gosh. It is so cheap to make this stuff. Like it's so easy. You, right. Oh my gosh. I, I've literally thought like, if I just wanted to sell my soul and make money on it, I would do that. Like I yeah, would I, leverage the hell out of my platform. I think and be the like, same congratulations. thing about like, <laughs> go rogue, screw everybody else. I found the truth. Come yeah. follow me and buy my little pink pills. I saw um, the same thing about my friend about like, just being able to, cause I get away with just a bunch yeah. of shit like all the time or whatever, but just like, I'm like, yeah, if I really wanted to, I bet you I could fucking kill at that tarot card shit. Oh, or, you know what I mean? Or like what, where I was like, I, but if I only I had, oh man, I, there's, there's so much of that stuff that like, I always think like I have, I have friends who kind of dabble in or whatever. And I'm just like, I try to be proud of the grift, 
yeah. more than I more than I more than I ever I'm like, oh you can tell my future kind of yeah. um you know No, I love it. Yeah. Well and then like on that like level of evil. So I feel that most <laughs> most probiotics are just like that that kind of neutral it's right. okay you're taking people's money like it's bad if you if you're just like here's a thing you can buy it might help might not cool that's neutral right. if you say here's the thing you can buy it's going to help you and you are in desperate need of help and you have no other options like okay congratulations you passed into the evil territory um <laughs> and then from there you get things that um maybe they're not bad until you stop taking them Congratulations, you've made something evil that is not helping them, but it hurts them once they stop taking it. Right. And then you start getting into things that hurt them and cause them to take other supplements that you also offer. Like that's the thing that like makes me lose my mind is you yeah. see this stuff that's like juice cleanse plus probiotics. It's like juice cleanse made you feel horrible yeah. and they're giving you something that also doesn't do anything, but they're now treating the thing that they caused. Mm. It's so that's, like, I'm always skeptical of shit when they go to send you something and they're like, but you get these two other bottles of pills for free. And I'm like, for free. Yeah, I'm sure you take all three at the same time. The other two yeah. you need. And then like to get two more of this shit, you need to spend like, you know, 200 bucks. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. It's just excruciating. I think, you know, for me, I ideally people would be informed about what they do. They would right. have the option to inform themselves. And I think that that, like, that would be, if I could change the world, if I could just have infinite time, money, and power, it would be that of whatever a person wanted to do, they could go into it eyes open. So if that's mm. taking a, a drug or a treatment, they would be able to say, objective, like I, at, at whatever the level their comprehension is, whatever information they would want, mm -hmm. they could say, hmm, this is, here are the data as I understand it. So maybe a scientist goes on and is like, oh, here's every single piece of data. I can interpret myself. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't want to, doesn't care about it, whatever, doesn't have the interest, doesn't necessarily know how to right. do that. They could have a graphical representation that is accurate and that we know as communicators will give them the correct message. So like mm -hmm. everyone goes in getting the full complete message that is tailored to their understanding and that that would just be a thing across the board. The you know, transparency is one thing, but actually making things accessible and right. something that people feel comfortable leaning into and learning from um, doesn't necessarily sell things the way you want to, but hopefully um, allows you to have a sustainable life and a sustainable whatever you are trying to accomplish, whatever that project yeah. is. If it's a company, if it's a, I don't know what. Yeah. It's insane that like there's no penalty for selling or peddling misinformation as long as you're like give like that little warning on the bottom that's like hey you know what it's at your own risk you may be whatever because it's it, i feel like if there was more of that it'd be people would be less inclined to do it like i don't understand the same the same way i don't understand these people going on and on about the vaccine or giving out misinformation about you know covid treatments and all the other shit i don't know how that's not because there's no there's no penalization for any of it it's just right. allowed well, and people think that I get mad at people who haven't gotten vaccinated. And I don't really, I don't. Um, I get mad at people who are going after doctors or are uh, purposely misinforming others. And, yeah. Yeah. Or just like making life bad for people who are struggling and already trying to help. Mm. Like that, I don't actually, you know, I talk to people all the time who will 
say like, yeah, I'm actually not vaccinated. I'm like, okay, can you tell me why? Like, I'm interested in knowing kind of what you're also just, I don't, I'm not trying to change their mind. Like I never, if you're talking to an adult, the worst thing I can hear back from a person as I'm talking to them, truly the thing that makes me just like deeply sad and Mm -hmm. sit back and be like, okay, so how do I never do that again? Is if after some 20 to 30 minute conversation or shorter with an adult, they go, thank you so much. I've completely changed my mind. That is adult version of not only do I not agree with you or believe you, but I am uncomfortable telling you that I don't agree with you or believe you and unable to ask you more questions, like full fail. That is full fail for me. If someone says you have completely changed my mind, thank you. Mm -hmm. Absolute, didn't build a relationship, didn't change anything, destroyed probably some of that person's trust in who I am or who I represent. So, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I figure I, I should. Why are you just straight up injecting people in the neck when you see them when they're not looking or not? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I don't even have the conversation anymore. I just one and done. Um, yeah. Oh God, no. Ew. 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 I have one of my oh, friends. God. I would never want to do that either. Not because of like their personal rights, like oh, that's probably important, but like also just like <laughs> ew. I didn't want to be a doctor for so many oh, reasons. Yeah. One of I those know. is that. Like, nope. No. Yeah. No. The injecting thing. I don't know. I. My, one of my friends is, um, she gets severe anxiety, winds up passing out. The first time she got the vaccine, she passed out. She doesn't want to do mm-hmm. it again. So she waited until whatever. And like, it's, you know, she's still trying to get vaccinated or figure out how she can do it without passing out. And I'm just kind of like, I think you're just going to have to pass the fuck out. But like, let them know that that is like, yeah. the first time she didn't let them know. No. Like, you didn't even communicate that that happens to you. And they were like, no, I just went in, got it. And then she was like, don't. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Um, so, uh, yeah, but it is, it is kind of weird. Like I'm, I'm trying not, I mean, there's no point in getting angry, like you said, because they're not going to change their mind, but like, I just don't always want to know why you, they think the alternative is like, how the fuck did it get to the point where one thing is the enemy and clearly based upon this giant conspiracy, but you know, all the other shit that like these people are taking is somehow totally fine. Es- escaped any kind of, uh, you know, uh, scrutiny or anything like that. I'm like, it's, it's just as fucking shitty probably, <sighs> or maybe a little less, you know, or equal to it or whatever it is. Like it's insane. I will, I will give my opinion on this and, and hopefully make people who are very different from each other equally mad, Ooh. which is, this actually ties back to that point of of making changes in academia of because mm. you just said how how does it become this huge thing like every single thing is tied together like that's the issue is that someone's identity is tied to this whole big ecosystem yeah. and the moment that they start pulling at strings it starts unraveling right, right. And so you don't you don't know what's going to unravel. You don't necessarily want your existence, your past, present, and potentially future, all of the decisions you made to be shown in a bad light. So in academia, part of the reason that there's no change is that people will say, if this is true, that means I might have also done this. Like oh. if if I have, and I've had this conversation with professors where they're like, I feel uncomfortable knowing how many people struggle and like what percentage of people struggle because I've trained 50 graduate students and statistically like at least 20 of them dealt with a mental illness and I didn't help any of them with Uh, like they have to 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 take in new information you have to understand that you were wrong at some point right and understand that there were ramifications and so I think that that's kind of my fear with the the holdouts for the vaccine like the vaccine people where it's just like 
they don't necessarily want to change their mind because it means that they made a bad decision and they potentially yeah. imperiled people. And that's why I'm like, yo, if you do it now, it still counts, still counts, bro. It still counts. <laughs> like, wow, we got it FDA approved. Good, good, good for you. And just go do it. Yeah. And in both of these cases, though, it's just like because we now have conflated people's identities with entire sectors of things and that they can't challenge a single piece without challenging the the whole setup. Yes. So when you're saying, hey, the whole ivermectin vaccine thing, it just like logically doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, true. But if they start entertaining that thought, what other thoughts do they need to have? If you go to an academic and say, I know you say that none of your students have ever dealt with mental illness, but statistically that is almost impossible. Right. If they start accepting that that number might be wrong, they have to start thinking, oh my gosh, I remember when that student had like two months where they couldn't do anything and I told them to just like so, go yeah. for a walk. Yeah. Like, am I, am <laughs> yeah. I a bad person? Um, and so I, I think that, I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm gentle enough as a person to, to help guide people through those thoughts. That, like, I always feel the same way too, where I'm just kind of like, like at this point, I've even said it where I'm like, I think at one point I used to have the patience to literally walk somebody through some shit. And, you know, somewhere in the last few years, I've I've totally lost it. And I try not to get into like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like very much like, I'll listen to whatever you have to say about a thing. Um, probably won't comment on it because I'm not the person to do it because I'm just going to wind up loot. Like, like it's like, especially with this kind of shit, it's <laughs> my, my uh, modes run from uh, wanting to scream at this at, or just i just go oh hmm. yeah, great cool. that's cool yeah and then just kind of fucking kick back and do absolutely nothing because like i like the, what you said before about conflating it um i can't stand that politics got wrapped up in this because it oftentimes every time i hear a conversation about it it's people conflating you know which by the way they're perfectly reasonable conversations to have if you want to talk about freedom and and government overreach and all this yeah. shit not within the context of public health though and then not and not wrapping it over the blanket of a pandemic, you know, on top of it. So it's just, it's insane to me that all that got wrapped up into the same thing. And now we're just fucking stuck. I just remember being stuck in it. it yeah. Yeah. It, and I think that's the thing is that, like it, it didn't need to be political. The masks never needed to be political. Nope. If both sides were smart, they would have launched their own free masks. And it's like, come get your free, you know, Trump forever mask or like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I'm like, man, I, I honestly, like you see now Republicans, like Republican party leaders telling people to get vaccinated because their constituents are literally dying. Yeah, it's yes. I don't know I it, when I said that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just like, and, and the thing that it, it's just, it's like, the people that I'm mad at are not those people, right? And it's, sure. it's not the people who are like, well, my teacher and my doctor and my pastor all said that that this was a government scam. The people I'm mad at are the teacher, the doctor, the pastor, right? Like you have influence and you are not doing the due diligence of trying to protect the people around you. Um, and Do you get frustrated when you hear the doctors or the, like, because I've, I've, I don't know how to, combat this kind of shit because at one point you know for the rest of us we're like listen to doctors and they're like well my doctor i got a guy at a hospital who said this is all bullshit and then you just want to be like well obviously that guy's fucking insane yeah. you know i mean like like i'm not it's such a weird argument to make because my friends yeah. 
have friends who are nurses, which is always frightening, by the way, when like your friend that you remember who set somebody on fire in high school becomes a oh nurse. My God. You're like, hey, great. That's a fucking not a good idea. Um, but uh, but like they're like, oh, you know, and she's skeptical about and I'm just like, that's the most asinine fucking shit I've ever heard. Um, yeah. and then you have to argue it with another doctor. So you're just like, you're just playing matching playing cards half the time. You're like, you know, it yeah. it drives me crazy and I don't understand any of that. I really think it has to, I mean, it's so frustrating, but I think it has to I just to need you to solve to, this shit now. That's all I'm asking you. It comes I down can't. to storytelling and it's just horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It really does. It's like, that's where the anti-vaxxers win is that the thing is, and this is where the non-scientists who are science or who are selling things under the guise of science, they also win because there's no compunction about saying things that are scientifically inaccurate. Right. Uh, it's it's harder for me as a communicator to talk about science than it would be as a communicator who didn't have a science background, because I'm like, I know exactly what the message is that I'm trying to get across and I know all the nuances. And so for me, I have to say things like, well, you know, there there have been effects on the microbiome. Uh, we've seen effects of using certain antibiotics mm -hmm. on the microbiome and its stability over time, although this depends on the person and the total situation. Like, I have to give all these caveats because they're in my brain and that's yeah. still not as many caveats as I would love to put in there. But the people on the other side are like, science knows that microbiomes are important and you know <laughs> antibiotics are destroying it so take cranberry juice pills and sprinkle on some yogurt like they don't care but right. it's, it's so much more compelling um so the only way to meet things to 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 meet the level of fervor of people who lie is to tell true compelling stories so if you got if you're dealing with a liar who is going to say whatever they want you can't match that without lying. You yeah. cannot match. The reality is never as cool and as simple, straightforward, awesome as the lie. Right. However, you can come back with a completely true story that people can resonate with. And I think that's like the only antidote, but oh my God, that's so much harder. And it requires humans like, which you and I are comfortable being on social media and be like, here's my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, please like it. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing to me is like, you can do you can see that now here's my question too and this is yeah. kind of probably gonna be fucked up on my end to say i almost condone i would i would much rather my scientists lie for the greater good do you mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like i i feel oh, like, i feel that oh right because i'm like, I'm like I feel no, americans are dumb most people don't understand i wish they would just get behind just being like fucking because I, I like i hate when they're like oh, i wish so and so in a lie i'm like yeah well if you weren't fucking retarded like i <laughs> nobody would have to do this to you like i just i i i i wish that i could be okay with it like i yeah, really do I like there's sometimes where i see people who are just blatant liars i'm like wow that would make life so much easier oh my gosh but the problem is is that like that's a short game it it like if you you look at how and what people don't trust and it's because forever ago somebody lied and eventually the lie gets found out and it destabilizes everything and i think that you know my role i see my role as a communicator of getting the message as a whole and bringing it to whoever the audience is now the audience doesn't need to know all of the information on the one side yeah. like i'm basically the uh like the graphic user, user interface of the computer, where I'm like, here's all the data that is going on in the background that I don't have to do any of it. The only mm -hmm. thing I have to do is be like, boop, 
here's a bacteria. <laughs> Sometimes it gets sleepy and comes into a spore and that spore is no longer moving around like a bacteria. Do you think they might have different behaviors? Oh yes, God. they do. You know, and so I'm, I'm like- Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park who's like, dino DNA. Like, essentially, oh, yeah. Out. Okay, good. Exactly. Okay, so, but like- get that reference. <laughs> I think that it's, you know, the scientists need to do good science and hopefully the science communicators need to take both parts of their job seriously. One is understanding and representing the science correctly. And the other is communicating and thinking about how is the message that you are telling right. coming across to the person? And is it is is what they understand reflecting the reality? Or right. are you so wrapped up in your own messaging that you're just like, yeah, this is sweet, check it out. Got 5,000 likes or whatever. Because yeah. I was like more comforted when I found out that like we have, we probably have like, I don't know, like, 20, 30 years left before like the shit maybe hits, maybe even less. I don't know why I felt at ease because it felt like somebody, even if they were like slightly exaggerating to kind of get everybody moving along, I was still like, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> which I know is somebody without kids that's probably pretty shitty, but I was also like, I can make that work. Yeah. I mean, um, I think a good example of that though with, with this whole pandemic thing, the whole pandemic thing is, um, you know, when, when Fauci first said, like, we're looking for what, 60, 70%, like 60% oh, yeah. is, is what we're shooting for. And then it's like, oh, we actually might hit that. It's like JK, 70%, 80%. And yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, we weren't worried about the first 60%, to be honest. We were not worried about 50% vaccination. We were worried about those last 10%. And now you've put in a now it's in a spot where those people have more ammo and i don't i honestly don't even know if it matters like maybe they didn't need more ammo but yeah all uh, those yeah pieces you'll never in between. know also yeah. i love Fauci. i don't want anyone you know if anyone takes something away from this this thing and that the, in a wrong way i do not want it to be that you think i do not like Fauci. He's oh like, yeah i know i feel that <laughs> poor yeah man. i i like i like the dude i mean I, I feel like it's hilarious that people are like on his ass about you know, I'm like, you know, the guy's fucking up. One of my, one of my, one of my relatives, God bless him, um, was, uh, I'm believing God. So that was weird. But um, I, uh, so, completely accurate for what you're about to say, I feel. <laughs> so, wow. I hope yeah, that exactly. guy is taking like, care of you. <laughs> but they were like, I never even heard of this guy before. And I'm like, yeah, you want to know why? Because we haven't had a pandemic until now. Like, there's a reason you don't hear from, like like Fauci ever because you hope you don't have to. Yeah, how many Olympians did you know before the Olympics? None. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, that's such a but there's but I found like after he had said that, I don't you know when like you you uh you see a commercial and you see a product for the first time, you're like, oh I've never seen that before. And then suddenly for the rest of the month it's fucking everywhere. And you're like, was that always there? I don't understand. So yeah. as soon as he said that, it was something I started seeing popping up all over the place where people were using that as like a legitimate like how come I never heard of this guy before? Oh, you fucking morons. Because why would you? Yeah. Literally, I mean, it's true of any politician that comes out. Like, why didn't I know of this person before yeah. they became a public figure? Well, why right. would you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we keep so many names. Cards. Nah, that would be yeah. weird. That'd I don't know. Really Dr. Fauci special edition that glows in the dark and shit. <sighs> You know, like, this is where I should really pitch myself hard. Be like, well, the reason that people <laughs> didn't know Tony Fauci was that uh, he really didn't have his social media game up to scratch. Uh, and so if you follow me, you'll get some great tips of how to build your own personal brand and build that trust you're really going to need when it is time to you are, communicate. You are so fucking good at the social media stuff. It, <laughs> it drives me. As somebody who's been doing it, I think, longer than you have had to, it kills me. 
Yeah. Because you're so, yeah. Oh, look at your smile. Uh, <laughs> I feel this way about other people, so this makes me feel good. Oh, good. Like, there's okay, so many good. people are like, you brat, you uh, just yeah. came in all hot and meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that I'm petty, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I, dude, I fucking get it. Like, I scroll through sometimes, and I'm just like, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck. Um, that's not every day. Every other day. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you crush it on every... Like you, like, you joined TikTok and then immediately got, like, good at it. Like, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Was that... Oh, it's Tom. I, probably, I think. I think that's what that noise is. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, oh yeah. Who's here? Hi, Tom. Hey, Hi. pleasure to meet you. Hello, oh. lovely to meet you. You're, are you like, please stop talking now? No, 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 no. no, no. He's, I think he rushed out. This is Tom, Tom, Susanna, Susanna, Tom. Pleasure. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you There's doing? Nothing but great things about you. And you, your Ooh. camera is incredible. John Thank needs you. to step up his camera game sitting next to you. It's a, a yeah, logic. I, I also have a very um, interesting looking uh, microphone. Oh, you have so a Yeti. I have a Blue Yeti. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah and so mine is over there oh nice yeah <laughs> you multiple microphone person uh yeah, yeah but that Life actually must has... be good for john he has more than one microphone <laughs> look at him go well you know what's funny it was really sad is that i lost the cord for that so it just sits there like that's oh, the only reason why and i'm just and i could order another one on amazon weird but... phallic statue why <laughs> <laughs> yes i worship at the totem of no uh <laughs> totem why you don't do any of that shit wouldn't it be weird if like this entire time we're talking and then suddenly you find out that i worship some kind of like dick god where i'm like no it keeps me going through old age and shit that's what i heard on a tom comes in for two seconds and i'm like dick talk this is what um, we've been talking about huh see what yeah. i've missed no, 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 no. We've been getting into it. We've been getting it really good. So you missed you missed a whole bunch of shit. We solved all the problems. Every problem is done. Every the world. Problem, yeah. 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 I mean, of this one, we didn't get to like other, like there's no alternate universe problems. Oh, we're going right to get, now, we but... were going to get into that. Yeah. You didn't get <laughs> wormhole yet. Now that God. Tom's here. Hmm, I know. We can't let him the dynamics. Um, yeah, um, no, like, but actually like talking about the, the microphone thing and like all these hidden you know, perfection, weird things that, that you don't necessarily show off, but just come into play of, and you were saying like, oh, you just hop on TikTok and suddenly like I got 10,000 followers because I wanted to hit creator fund and now I'm just like sitting back and I'll post whenever yeah. I want to. But I think it's funny that when people rage message me or like they comment, they're like, you're horrible. Who's paying you for this? I'm like, literally you are. <laughs> <laughs> you, thank you for the signal boost. Like you are the only person paying me. Like I get like, a dollar a month or something it's going to be ridiculous but it's just sort of a it's just it's just petty i just think it's funny um yeah. and i don't i won't say that back but i just think it's funny. No. who who's paying you uh, your eyeballs the fact that you are responding um right <laughs> but like i i literally paid a person uh to train me on how to use tiktok like i, oh, I practiced using tiktok for a month before i had tiktok because like because of my other social media platforms, anything I do on the internet for some pe reason, people pay attention to it, yes. um, which super useful and helpful in so many ways. I'm definitely not complaining, but it is also one of those things I was like, when I first got on Instagram, I did whatever I wanted and just like messed around and like my tone changed, everything changed. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to hit TikTok harder than I would have if, if nobody know who, knew who I was. Yeah. I need to make sure to like lock it up. And so, things do change. I, I do change tone and like look over time, but you know, all of the videos I've put up on TikTok are on TikTok. So yeah. you can see it's like, it hasn't changed that much, but that's because no. I worked out the kinks behind the scenes. Right. Gotcha. 
yeah. that's smart to do with it. But so look at she paid somebody to figure out how to use it instead of like trial and error over here. Fucking like, uh, oh, that one didn't work. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. this one, and then everybody just leaves. Oh, it's also, I mean, I just, it was much more about just the accountability where she like did three 45, 45 minute sessions with me of like explain stuff, walk me through how she does that, like all these different things. And then right. I had to create a couple and send them to her and have her like give me feedback. And it was just like, needed the external accountability to do that stuff. And she's a, she's a friend. She's super awesome. Right. Fantastic communicator. And I was like, Hey, kid, would you do this? And she was like, sure. And I was like, I'm going to pay you. And she was like, that feels weird. And I was like, don't care. Here's some money. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. That's that's fantastic though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like your other stuff though. I mean, you didn't pay anybody. You you mastered no. Twitter, like, uh, brilliantly. It's um, fun. It's such a game. It's so fun. Oh, it is a game. Yeah, it's absolutely. Game. It's so funny because you crush it every time, and you do get those weirdos that fucking, you know, like keep it going and keep perpetuating your shit and keep like my favorite is when people actually quote tweet you something angry and then your shit just spreads even more and then your yeah. fans kind of like oh attack gosh. like it's so great you like you don't have to do anything you just kind of sit back and let it happen yeah yeah and it's like and i think the the responsibility for me on that is to also like just keep my emotions in rain and, and be like Okay, like, how do you want to respond? Because the way that right. you respond might make sense if someone was having a conversation with you, but somebody else might, you know, that might come across weird. Does it? Is it who I want to be representing myself as? But it's mm. I, to your point earlier of like, wow, I love this tweet that's so applicable to other things, like yeah. outside of grad school. Yeah, but if you say, hey, everybody who has a job, here's some life lessons, oh. people can't do much with that and so it's like one one of the things that i play around with a lot on twitter is like you have to go medium specific you have to go a little more specific than people want ideally and you'll see this in most of the responses to my stuff it's people saying yes and or what about blank you know mm -hmm. they're not saying oh my gosh this like some of them say oh my gosh this resonates but most of the comments most comments you get are actually corrections from other people. And so with that tweet specifically, it got a lot of traction because a lot of people said, this is super important for X or not just grad students or like, what about postdocs or mm. it, that's all that matters. And so with the science communication tweets, like that is actually down to, I know I'm still figuring out on TikTok how I want to do all this and I'm playing around with it. But on right. Twitter, it's like, I know how I want to structure these tweets to get maximum engagement from specific audiences. And it's mm -hmm. like, I kind of have different batches of, of tweets of like, hey, this tweet is hilarious in my opinion and also will be in other people's opinion because of like <laughs> trial and error. Yeah. Um, but it's not gonna get many followers and I don't care. I don't want that. Right. Um, or like this tweet will get me a ton of followers but they're all people who are gonna be super bored with my future content. That also doesn't mm. matter. Yeah. Um, and so for like TikTok, I wanted to hit creator fund because I can monetize because I think it's funny. Like you cannot make enough money <laughs> off of this. You get like two cents for every 1000 views or something. Sure. So it's not, it's not anything I'm gonna make money off of. I just think it's funny. Yeah. But I was posting more than I would want to and posting stuff that's not actually what I want to be focusing on. I right. want to grow much more slowly, but with a very focused group so that that's a community I can leverage for actual things in other spaces oh, nice. versus like I I'm like a basic white girl on the internet who has a good mobile device, like there are better ways for me to get a lot of followers mm -hmm. than putting effort into a video. Like you look at the stuff that's super popular and it's girls being like, eh. like, 
no, no, no. I yeah. don't want to do that because it's not useful. The dancing, me. the the whole, you know. The I whole watched some chick eat glitter the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I don't even. I have no idea. It's not even like a. Am I? I, I do like that TikTok trend. Oh, am I? Yeah. To this? No, <laughs> it was truly like I. I am not attracted, but I also have no idea. I'm up for it. Whatever how works. I feel like what? What? It was very strange, but it worked because I watched it like three times and be like, "What am I looking at?" Right, right. You're trying to figure out like how do I feel about break it down. Um, Write this down, John. Get glitter. We need you to eat it. Oh my god, that would Listen. be so funny though if it was just a like that would be so creepy <laughs> if that was your whole TikTok page was just you. Eating glitter, it just like end up getting stuck in your beard. Dude, they're used. Oh. To <laughs> Don't fucking and, tempt me. I'm and you to have to point. do the, the like the thing where they they constantly oh. are doing the jump cuts, where they're just constantly boop. Yep, exactly. Boop. And then I'm like in a bikini, but glitter bikini. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all glue and it's all messed up and looks painful. Um, there, there, <laughs> there, but you know what? It's so kind of funny because it's similar. There was a comedian that used to. Um, like, I think his closing bit back in the day was like eating money. And then I'm like, well, how do you fucking talk? What do you shit out change? Like, how do you progress like yeah. from beyond? But like, that's what I feel like some of these TikToks are where they're just like, you know. But you don't need to progress. This is this is the big issue I see on people on social media. And it's something I do too much myself uh, because I don't have the discipline. But people don't want you to make constantly different content. They want no, they you to don't. make exactly the same content over Dude. and over and yes. over again. I, and, the one thing I went viral for was a, a fucking heckler video, which I don't, ha I don't normally, I don't give a shit about them. Like, I understand that was like a big thing that like a couple comedians like made like literally their name off of whatever their name is worth at this point, which is nothing. Yeah. Um, this is when I get bitter. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, but they, but they literally like heckler video, heck, whatever. But like, I did have like, right before the pandemic hit, it was just perfect timing. All the Trump stuff was going on. And I posted this video. I think you saw it. Yeah. yeah. I did. So that oh, one was great. the one that got like a million views, yada, yada, yada. And it went crazy. And then I posted like a couple political things here and there after that. And then when I didn't fucking dropped off and I was like, there's no, there's no fucking way I can keep that up. Like, I don't want to sift through my tapes and tapes what how old am i uh <laughs> digital content whatever i don't know um but uh, <laughs> that, was that was so <laughs> uh, that was great um yeah i like i'm not gonna sift through any of that kind of shit but yeah if you don't do if it's not it's not very homogenous that's what it is yeah. and that's what i think keeps it going you know what i find funny is every now and again i will see people in your field i i swear to fucking god they're trying to they're trying to be you and i love it because mm -hmm. i'm like i've seen you <laughs> i've seen you do your thing it's very unique you know you have your you know you 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 have a, have a way of like uh relating to the camera it plays very well um i stopped making eye contact i don't know why but i but I, you have a thing that you do or whatever and then i mean i can't uh, see you at all you are over here for me i have been looking at it here oh yeah if i'm gonna oh. look at you you're right here i've been looking at neither of you this whole time <laughs> That's what I usually do too. That is stunningly camera, fucking. And then when good. I do this, I'm actually looking at you, but that's not right. Right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because there's a there's a circle inside of another circle inside of another circle yeah. inside of a box inside of a circle inside of like a parentheses, and then I have two googly eyes, and so. <laughs> 
and it's really okay it's funny because like i'm just staring at this whole time but sometimes if i go out of focus i'm just like mm, and then like my <laughs> eyes drift apart and i'm like nope how do you that's crazy that's insane i i'm if you saw my setup you'd probably have like a conniption like there's no there's a word that nobody but an 80 year old grandmother would use um but there's conniption i'll blank i'll copy over it'll be fine um yeah but that's incredible i don't know what i just said um you're yeah, anyway, horrible and we'd be scared <laughs> no i don't know but i do see people like trying to do that kind of shit and i'm like oh they're doing a susanna oh well thank you i i like to i like to think that i am the center of attention no actually i i think I, it probably goes the other way as much as anything else um but i did at one point there was somebody who we had a lot of commonalities and then she changed her profile picture to something that was almost exactly my profile picture. And I was like, uh, Oh, you know what? I want to guess who it is, but I'm going to, we're going to, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's not, I don't think you won't know them at all because it's oh, okay. a totally different kind of sphere. It's not so much. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not it's, anybody that I would like. No, but it was like, house. it was something that I was like, Oh my gosh, did I copy them? Like, did I copy? And I was like, no, like literally, no, you, you, you can't copy someone in the past. Like that's Mandela <laughs> effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Am I me? What is my name? Yeah. Um, Dude, I get hooked on those TikTok. Like, first of all, I love stuff that is that I don't have to fully think about or believe. Like either like there's that whole genre of TikTok that's like there's a Mandela effect TikTok yeah. that I follow because one, I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But two, I just love the amount of effort that they put into. They've got creepy X Files music in the background or like Stranger Things beat. You know what I mean? Like and then the side. yes oh dude it's all the effort that they put into it and it makes it. you really want to, like i should believe <laughs> some of this stuff just to keep them going um yeah. and then could there's I, like uh the creepy check the real fans yeah, yeah, yeah. oh god we here had we go. somebody comment with it, which i just saw <laughs> with uh, georgina oh rosa says where is this discussion going no isn't the quality of information passed more than if more important than the total engagement, or I'm like, wow, where did that come from, Georgina Rose? We were talking about a lot of stuff, but I don't know what were we talking about. Oh no, no, no. they're talking about. Um, so we we're talking about like social media engagement. I don't know when they commented this, but uh, yeah, engagement yeah, and the idea of like we're talking about what's the engagement, like how much are people engaging? But it's isn't the quality of information passed more important? Yes and no. So you can have think about it this way: you could write the most beautiful, perfect, amazing book of your life and go burn it. If no one engages with your content, it doesn't matter. It is not important and it the quality doesn't matter. And right. so it, it's finding this balance of, <laughs> I also did a TikTok about like literally, uh, why, why? But the the earlier TikTok I did today was making fun of the fact that some sometimes in science communication, they're literally, it goes so far, it gets so dumbed down or so like catchy, engaging, like, ah, let's do the thing, that there's no message there. <laughs> and that is equally not useful. So it's like, you have to find this balance between writing the perfect novel that everything is beautiful, you've sent in so much time and you literally don't get it out there. No one clicks on it. Right. Or the opposite, which is like, you get a ton of engagement since it's an empty book, Right. So it's it's about finding what works for you, what level of engagement. And for mm -hmm. me, like my goal is to get people who want to come back to me for information or feel comfortable asking wow. questions. And so it's like I don't give them a whole perfect novel, but hopefully I give them a tiny pamphlet where everything in there is true and they feel comfortable either after reading that pamphlet, going and looking something up themselves or coming back to me. And so maybe I have that entire book set aside but once they have that interaction i can give them pamphlets over time if they engage 
Um, but they're never going to engage in a giant book. That's never going to happen. So I, I do. I think that there's a time and place for everything. The scientists need to write the horrible, long scientific papers. I have done it. I've written a dis dissertation. No one has read it, including myself. <laughs> when I say no one has read it, I mean, I don't think a single person has read this entire thing. Wow. Um, but it's very accurate. It's good quality. And then all the way to the other side where it's like, I've had some of my favorite Twitter threads have just been being like, hey, what are some cool science facts? And it's like 20,000 likes and just beautiful interactions of people learning from each other. And the thing I asked in that was like, tell me a tell me a science e fact that consistently gets you excited. Mm -hmm. Like the, the amount of effort that came across from my end is like observably so low. But that goes back to that point of I purposely said science -y. Mm -hmm. I didn't say science fact because I didn't want people because people get freaked out if I say tell me a science fact. They're like, I don't know if it's science, but like I really think it's cool right. that windshield wipers only work for a certain amount of time. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. It's science. Everything's science. Yeah. Come on. So I say science e, and then consistently like gets you excited. I don't. I I have learned never say tell me an exciting science fact that scares everybody, especially scientists. Um, <laughs> you like. Because they're like, well, I don't know if it's actually exciting. I don't know if it's a science fact. I don't want to be embarrassed. So instead of being like, tell me something that's like sciencey that you think is cool. And it's like, amazing. Mm. So I, does that count as engagement? Does that count as useful? Like I didn't put anything useful, but I use the knowledge that I have to help generate a lot of useful content. I don't know. So this poor person, George and Rose, is like probably gone. And they're like, oh, even if they're here, they're like, all right, lady. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the conversation. We don't know either. We don't yeah, know. no. Well, uh, you know what? I almost took it as too, though. I was like, oh, she was here for the ADD segment of the whole thing where we were just like, we both understood each other and we're bouncing around. And then uh, we were like, everyone else is gone. Good like we went from we were like, topic, topic, different topic, going back. Still, still here. Hey, good. I wonder Aww, if that answered her question okay. or if she was okay, like, cool. That was sweet. Where are gender? Uh, they? <laughs> oh, no, it's Georgian Roses. Oh, Georgian Roses. That what it is. Okay. I can tell. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or maybe I don't know. I love yeah. them. Beautiful. Well, whoever person you are, this is this. It's it's much more fun to answer questions. So, like, yeah. huge kudos for being here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there are. I I can't. And it's a really good question, by the way. Like, it's a super good question because it's something that, as a communicator, you have to constantly be thinking about. And like, where do you draw that line? Do you do pamphlets? Do you do small books? Do you do novels? Like, there's a space for every single person. Mm -hmm. Um just like it doesn't necessarily work on all platforms right do you and so the, where did well go ahead tom oh sorry i was gonna say do you think that the attention span of the masses is shrinking down more and more just as these platforms are like reducing the amount of time that you have to communicate yeah yes um I think it's, it's interesting because I think we come in like boom and bust sort of cycles and and like i know that my attention span has shortened a lot i think that there's the attention span is shrinking at the same time, practicing using these platforms has been really good for me to learn better communication skills where it's like okay. a minute goes by really fast. And I also notice myself, I'm scrolling. I don't want to watch a video for a minute. A minute's really long, I, <laughs> you know? And so thinking about it, I'm thinking, yeah, I could use, the, I have the three minute option. I could use that, but it, maybe people watch that. I don't know. But watching these things, I'm like, oh, I watched this whole video that was 45 seconds because in the first 
five seconds, this person said something interesting, or like they had the text come in differently or, or however they're doing it. And it has allowed me to be more introspective about how I communicate and how I engage. And like, it's sort of a pressure test for how fast can you say something? And like, does it have, so, I mean, I try to keep aesthetics. I go in lighting where man, the handful of people who are going to be watching this are like, wow, she is so contrived. And it's true. Um, <laughs> I go in lighting that makes my eyes look as green as they possibly can be because humans were like eyeballs and yeah. that's arguably like the most interesting visual part of me and so i'm like yeah okay we're gonna use this because hopefully somebody is like eyeballs for long enough that they're invested in the story um <laughs> so if you're like wow her eyeballs are really green they're like thank you i uh didn't make them but i you know am sitting but in the exact them properly spot. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah good it is so all good i do yeah to the attention span i you've I had mean, the best lighting and camera work of any guest on the include i mean it's it's uh, yeah all right but it's well <laughs> no i'm it's funny because like i'm i'm like actually sweating because um like <laughs> i too have, much light there's two i have three ring lights facing me right now and i have a background light I so it's you. like quite quite warm yeah um but it's it it all happens over time and makes a difference. You don't think it makes a difference until you, I think it's really important to watch other people's stuff. People oftentimes ask like, how do you do science communication? Or how do you, how do you use Twitter? I'm like, you just watch other people and you be as dispassionate as you can about evaluating them. I'm just being right. like, okay, I'm watching this YouTube show. I'm clicking away after a minute and a half. Why, why exactly? And it's like too easily we're like, oh, I'm, I'm bored. I want to do something else. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, because they're going too slowly. They should have sped this up yeah. by 10% or their lighting is trash or maybe they're giving me a great presentation, but the whole time they're talking over here and my little like lizard brain interprets this as they aren't engaged. And so I don't have to either. And so like I'm staring at the camera, one, it's comfortable for me, but two, yeah. because it makes the other person think that I am seeing them and they're socially obligated to make eye contact with me, which is the screen and congratulations. They are now paying attention to me. Yeah. I fucking fell for it. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were, I, I didn't know you were looking at nothing the whole time. I was like, Oh good. Um, that's it's killer. I can't even believe it. When she said it before, I was like, what the fuck? She's like, no, you're over there. I found it care. so much funnier that she kept doing it while you're talking about it, knowing that she is not looking at you whatsoever. And like giving you the eye contact that's making you respond. Which I know. Awesome. I like fell for it hook, line, and sinker. I was like reacting off of her and still like banned it into doing a thing. And she's like, I got none of this. She's like, yeah, I, I need you. To, to to loop the whole conversation back, I think that's the thing I'm I'm concerned about going back in person is that oh I don't necessarily know what people look like, um, <laughs> so I don't I don't really know how people look when they're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking great! Uh, I was god damn it, I had something lined up and I lost it, Tom. So I love how you have broken the algorithm, like like you've found it and you're able to decipher it in your own head and and bring it through it's almost do you feel like you could teach it to the point where like this is what you have to do this 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 and this almost like a master class in certain social media forums yeah definitely i'm gonna close my door for a second because i think my partner is not so subtly being like it's almost dinner time ma'am but oh. <laughs> <laughs> no bro yeah i feel like i feel bad i kept well we kept her for two hours um, I told her it would be an hour and then we just never stopped talking or I never stopped talking. 
I don't know, but I'll, I'm going to go back and review it because my phone was dead until I contacted oh, you. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm coming in. How'd everything go? Um, good. I'm so a whole bunch of stuff going on. We'll talk about it. Okay, great. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, by the way, I did keep you for two hours. If you want, oh, no, I mean, okay. We, okay, good. Great. He's on the phone now. Um, and yeah, so we're all good. And it was actually my dog who had come in and was like, hello. Um, are you good? <laughs> Bring so, the dog on. It's fine. Yeah. Right. He, he left again. He's like, it's really hot in here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I actually do, I do some workshops on, so I have some workshops on like building your brand on social media as a scientist, but extends outwards and I can do it with companies. Um, also, I have a specific one about like building it on Twitter, how to use Twitter professionally or as kind of as a brand. It, when I say that, people are like, I'm not a brand. I'm not free to lay. I'm like, no, but <laughs> the best thing is that people think they can control their brand. You can your brand is like your nickname where you can affect it. And like the way you respond to it, the way that you shape it, who you, how you behave, that will change it. But you can't actually choose your own brand. Um, so a good exercise for this is like, think about, it can't be any of the people in, in this in this bubble, but think about somebody that you follow on social media, right? Mm. So I want you to think about that person. Think about who you would suggest that they, that who else should follow them. So you're like, th so think of a friend or a family member that you're gonna recommend that should also follow this person, right? Okay. And how would you describe this? This person says, okay, I should, I should follow Carly. Why should I follow Carly? Like, what would you say to that person? That final sentence you get and the person you're talking to is that person's brand. So, you know, my brand wow. is whoever my followers say my brand is to the people who they think my brand is applicable to. And like, I can't necessarily gauge that, but I can see it of who like follows me when and where and, and chatting with people and even just directly if people will say, oh yeah, my friend followed you. And, and he said that you talk a lot about mental health in grad school. So I follow you, I'm like, oh, okay. So for this person, I am known, my brand is this. And so if I do things that deviate, that's against my brand for them versus uh, one person was real blunt with me and it was really, really funny. He, like everyone is very off kilter right now in in-person situations, which I think is hilarious. We're all very, very awkward. Um, <laughs> but he goes, oh yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're on the internet a lot. You're on Twitter a lot. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you, um, you make really memeable content. And I was like, that is my brand to him. My brand to this person is memeable content. I was like, do I like that? I'm like, actually, yes. Actually, that's for, pretty good for my job. This is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can. I I can teach it. I think it's fun. I love messing around with other people and being really blunt, being like, so this is why it's not working. And usually they're like, mm, I don't think you understand. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's like, fine. Successful, non-successful, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I I do think. It's, we all like to feel really special. We all like yeah. to be like, mm, these rules apply to everyone else except for me. Like we like to say, right. yeah, the the main TikToks that I, the TikTokers that everyone follows that have 7 million followers that make the same three pieces of content every single day, every <laughs> single day. It's the same three pieces of content. Yeah. But people are going to follow me because I have a lot of interests. And it's like, Baby girl, you're not special. I'm not right. special. Nobody is special. None of us are worth everyone else's time. And so, 
yeah, it's just, you, you just yeah. have to like not take it personally. Like yeah. I do not expect people to care about who I am um, because that's not their responsibility and they have too much stuff going on. And so if they engage with what I put out there, awesome. And if they don't want to, like, it's, it's not me. It's they've got, we all have our own lives. Yeah. I read something recently that was talking about, uh, oh, did we lose you, Tom? We can't hear you anymore. You're, you're so gone. Quiet. You uh, cannot hear me? Is that better? Sorry. There we go. Now you're, now you're back. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I was actually saying that's a great piece of advice and that we had a comedian on in the past who said something very similar. He said that he would get asked for advice and they would sit down and watch the, com the other comedian's set and then try and give them advice. And they'd be like, no, no, but you don't understand. This is why I'm doing this. Yes. And he's like, mm. yeah. after you do that to him two times, he's like, now I'm no longer no. going to give you advice. I'll just say no. you were great. Yeah. <laughs> and give, well, keep it going. Yep. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. And I, it's something that I'm learning more and I still have a hard time with. But to, to when someone says, I'd love to get advice from you to ask, what kind of advice are you looking for? Mm. Because usually if someone says, oh, I just, you know, want to get better. They're looking for you to say you did a really good job. Yeah. And that's fine. You know what? That's fine. I, the, I am not God. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to decide what they need. And if what they are asking me for is to hear, you did a really good job. I liked this, this, this. And, and I think that the key is to not lie. Like if they do a terrible job, I won't say you did a really good job. I'll say, these are the things I liked. I think you could do more of them. And that's what they're looking for. If right. they say, I am really trying to increase my engagement and I am frustrated with how it's going. Can you tell me how to increase that? I'm like, oh yeah. It is going to be real direct. I'm going to do the sandwich thing where I tell you a good thing and then a bad thing and then a good thing, but it is going to be actionable and I will put in effort for that. But yeah, it is. And most people are just like, Hey, what do you think of my profile? I'm like, I think, you know, I like your profile picture. And yeah. then if they're like, well, what would you change? I'm like, Oh, all these things, all these things. I didn't, I couldn't even read your whole bio. Cause I got bored. <laughs> Why do you have this? What is your background? Like, how is that? How right. did you choose it? And they're usually, like, there's a really good story. And if you find a tweet that I wrote three years ago, you'll be able to understand <laughs> it. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. We all yeah. think we're special. We all think we're special. We're none of us are special yeah, or we're all special, but in our own ways, but I don't care. Like, I'm much more nihilistic than that. Yeah, I, I feel you. like I ask for advice looking for the criticalness of it. I don't ask for advice. Like when I ask you something and somebody's like, oh, no, I thought it was great. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I was like, I see a million things wrong. And yeah. I just yeah. want you to point out three of them so yeah. I can change it. So I'm like, wait, are, do, you, do you have really bad taste? <laughs> right, right. Are you really bad at this? Because that was bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've started asking people, what if you could change one thing about what I just did, what would you change? Because nobody wants to tell you they liked it or didn't like it um, because they like you. And so by right. default, but you can usually be like, mm, or, or sometimes if someone's like way too nice, I'll be like, if it wasn't me doing that, if you saw someone else give that same exact interview, what would you tell them to try differently next time? Like help them into it. Everyone has opinions, but yeah, yeah. it's mostly that like, Oh, I could help you with with what you're asking for, but it might imperil our relationship, and I don't want to deal with that right now. And you're like, no, yeah, no, but course. truly, I want to know how yeah. how can they know? They most people have gotten shot a million times for being the messenger. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also true of like finding somebody you know or like who you can tell has gotten criticism over a long period of time and has been able to cherry pick what they need from it and then move on or people who've never had it and never listened yeah. to it. And you're like, you don't. I, I already know how this is gonna go. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing too. That's a skill in and of itself to be able to go, okay, I'm going to take advice from this person, this person, and this person, figure out what kind of works for me and what doesn't, and then move on from there. Yeah. But to not want any criticism is nuts. It's, it's, it's very interesting. And I find myself like one of the things that I was conditioned growing up is, um, to do some self-deprecation, which I think is funny actually in, in general, but it, to do it so I could get compliments. And it's something that I've really had to work to, Ooh. to work on myself of like, and people do it all the time, right? They're like, yeah. Oh, I was so bad at that talk. Like, Oh God, I did so bad because they want the other person. No, 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 no. You did great. You did so good. And you yeah. put it in a situation where the other person can give you criticism and you've basically protected yourself where you said the right thing, you're humble. And then other people said nice things to you yeah. or, you know, like, Oh God, I feel so fat today. And then everyone around you has to say, no, you don't, you don't. Yeah. Um, I'm such and, a piece of shit. I won't, I yeah. won't take debate anymore because, or I'll just be like, you know, they'll be like, oh my God, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be rough. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's actually nice to do that because then people stop doing it around you and you're like, thank you. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is something that I historically have had a bad habit with, but it's, it is something that when people do it, I just try not to engage where it's like, mm-hmm. oh God, I, I think I, I totally bombed that. And they like arguably did a pretty good job. Now, if they did totally bomb it and they're like, Oh my God, I totally bombed that. Then I'll be like, yes, you did. Let's go. Yes. Let's, let's go have a sandwich. Um, <laughs> Dude, I used to hate when I would get off stage. If I, if, when I was younger and I was doing stand up and I knew I didn't do well and people like, and I would say it and then they would try to come for me and I'd be like, this isn't a comfort thing. I just want you to acknowledge that I know that yeah. you know, this is more of, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just need you to know that I know, I know you don't have to pretend. I know oh, I yeah. fucking suck. There's a couple, yeah, there's been a couple talks where I've given where like two in particular stand out where I was like, I was not on my game. I did mm-hmm. not feel the vibes correctly. I went on a weird tangent. I said something I didn't really like and it wasn't good. And in both of those cases, like I I talked to somebody who was there and I was like, yeah, that was not great. I'm not proud of that. No, 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 no. Right. We, we loved having him. Like, that's okay. That Okay, yeah. cool. I'm glad for that part. But um. I want you to know that that wasn't good. <laughs> like, right. I, I think you yeah. should know that that is not a good representation of the work that you should be paying for. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's bluntly honest about your own work because I, I actually kind of get like, uh, oh God, there, there's that Ferris Bueller. Have you seen Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Always, by the way, good to reference Ferris Bueller anytime. People are like, where's he going with this? Um, but there's a, uh, <laughs> or George and Roses is still over there, like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a line in it Jeez. that I always think of where he's like, "That was one of my worst performances. I uh, I was completely full of shit, and no one suspected a thing." Sometimes I think that literally after getting off stage, and I'm proud. I'm like, "Wow, I know that was garbage, but no one else seems to." And I'm never, and I'm just gonna slink out of this fucking club, and then do it again tomorrow. Not the same thing, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, "But I like yeah. that you're honest. You're like." you deserve better but i do don't you think, think some of that better. is like imposter syndrome where you feel like even if totally. you were great they feel you feel like oh how am i getting away with this and then you're oh like, yeah yeah i think for me it's like there's there's like a baseline level of that though where i'm like okay i'm gonna get off the stage and feel weird about xyz and one of the things that i do with all of my talks is i consider them the final practice run for the next talk like every single mm-hmm. talk is the final practice run for the next talk it is nice very important. I have to do as well as I can, but it's not the big one. Um, 
but still getting all of them. I'm like, oh God, I didn't do that transition well, or I totally got, why did I spend five minutes on that? That was so awkward, or I didn't, whatever, so many things. There's always a couple things, but there's that baseline of like, was that good? Should they have paid me for that? And then, <laughs> but I do know when I fall below that and I'm like, I did bad. <laughs> I <laughs> did not deliver. I, I, you know, like there's things where I'm like, I am glad that was not recorded and posted online. It's never horrible, but it's just like, I wouldn't want someone to see that as a representation of my abilities. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I used to have, I used to deal with a lot more imposter syndrome. And then it sounds so bad, but it's true that I've dated enough cis straight white dudes to get over some of like, I've dated enough women to start understand or understanding how our society totally messes with women's minds. Like if mm -hmm. you are, if you are with a woman and she is allowing you to have time with her and her body, and you have any issues with any piece of her that is on you yeah, like, yeah that indicates to me that you are not interested in women you are interested in whatever you think women look like and so like that was kind of a transformational <laughs> thing for me as a woman is to like figure out my own sexuality be with women and be like oh yeah technically you do not look anything like a victoria's secret model but i can like who could give you a criticism who has the right Mm -hmm. to give you a criticism and i was like oh okay so that's a thing that i still take in from the outside that right. i still yeah. visualize onto myself of like oh god this is who i should be says who um and then mm -hmm. but like also dating the cis white dudes who are like well why shouldn't i get paid like oh yeah you yeah. know like very much the it, i i did the work one of the guys that i dated was like how can you be imposter in grad school? You're the only person studying what you're studying. You literally can't be an imposter because there's nobody to pretend to be. You're the only person doing your project. And like I was talking right. about PhD balance and and that was the one that came up And because I was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm not good at anything. He was like, you're literally running this thing. No one else is doing it at all. How can mm -hmm. you be an imposter? And it was just like being around that attitude of, yeah, I did the thing. I, <laughs> what do you want? Like I did right, it. Right. I'm like, okay. So it's, it's that comment. I think really like figuring out my bisexuality is a really big piece of understanding how I perceive myself versus how I perceive the world. And what narratives we tell ourselves that that shape that self-view and how to be like, okay, I feel bad about myself. Why? Why? Mm. Like whether it's how I look or a presentation I gave, like where is that coming from? Is that something that is true about what I just did? Is that a valid thing? Or is that kind of a projection of other issues I'm dealing with? Or is that coming from something totally outside of me? Um, because you have to know about it to deal with it. Yeah. And that's, have you ever written anything about your experience with, with that? Because like, or, or even spoken about it just because I don't know, like I have a, a, a lot of friends who are bi, but that's the first time I've ever heard somebody say that the, having that experience gave them a different perspective and outlook on life and kind of understanding themselves better. That's, that's a very unique perspective. And I don't think I've ever heard it before. So like, it'd be cool. I don't know if you ever talked about it or thought about forming it in like a, um, I thought you about know, it. <laughs> I think maybe a long part. I think the the issue is like a couple issues. One is, you know, social media stuff gets twisted real easy. Oh, yeah, and something yeah. like that is is difficult 
talking about sexuality, especially like it's easier for me because I'm in a like cishet relationship. Um, mm. And and I want to make sure it's never like, oh, I use these women to figure out myself because that's absolutely <laughs> not what it was. Right. It was like I didn't take. I don't think anybody would take. No, it. No, no, no. Well, I think plenty of people would, but like. Oh, you, you mean would, online? Yeah, online. Oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, but um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. What I think a, a a big piece of it. Got three minute warning. Um, <laughs> she got the light. Yes. You know what's uh, funny because I know we're over on that side of the screen and you were nodding. I was like, is she acknowledging us or <laughs> like now I'm totally yeah right. Um, I thought you were like I'm looking over at your side of the me. screen now just so you yeah, making know. sort of eye contact. Yeah. Um, no, but I think a lot of it is that I really had no idea about my sexuality until I was 25. Mm -hmm. Like, and I had some like. John, you and I have talked about some exes yeah. that I've had. And so it's like, I went from having a lot of really, really bad relationships with men where I, I all throughout dating and stuff until I was 25 was men. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't, I think my experiences would have been really different if I had started out like knowing I was bisexual when I was 18 or something like that and had learned through dating a bunch of different kinds of people. But instead, I, I was confident in myself as a human, as like a sexual entity um, before I started being with anything other than cis dudes. Right. Um, and so I'd already kind of had an understanding of who I was and I was in a good position for it to be challenged in some ways of like, mm -hmm. is that actually what you're into? You know, is, is the role that you play in these situations? Is that what you want? Or is that what is, is, is expected of you and switching it up? So like, I knew I, I approached dating men the same way as I did social media, where it's like, all right, read all the rules, try all the things like, <laughs> you know, see what works. And so by the end, it was just like, yeah, I know, I know how to date men. I'm good at it. But mm -hmm. it's not necessarily what I actually want to be doing. And so with women, I was like, I don't know any of these rules. I don't know how to date women. What does this mm -hmm. mean? And it forced me to be like, why, why am I doing the things that I am doing? Why do I play these roles? Is this what I want to be doing? And I think definitely just it, it sort of shattered a lot of my perception of what dating should look like and what those dynamics should look like. And it was just so interesting because I'd never been able you know, you can't see yourself really ever, but I had never been on the kind of like female facing side of things. Mm -hmm. I'd always been like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here for his view and he's here for me like that. But being on the side where you're like, you're facing the woman, you're like, how, how does anyone get themselves into this situation where a woman is sharing her body with them and is mm -hmm. like allowing them to be intimate with her in, in any way. And they have a problem with something. How? Right. And it really reshaped of like, okay, when guys have said this stuff to me, when I have, when they have used my insecurities to get me to do certain things or act a certain way, or, you know, ignore things that they are doing to like get them to just manipulate me. That's not valid. You know, mm -hmm. like for the yeah. 
I, I dated a guy who like I figured out he was doing some sketchy stuff and he knew I had like a history of eating disorders. And he was like, Yeah, you gained some weight since we started dating, and like you know oh, how it yeah. is. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I I misdirected you. Like, this is a you thing. And like after I think about that now, having experiences later on with women, I'm like, you're such a piece of garbage. You mm-hmm. like because there's no way that that was true. There's right. and it, it like I later found out it definitely wasn't true. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's those sorts of experience that I, you know, part of me is a, kind of bummed that I didn't know about earlier, but other parts are like, huh, like I'm glad I figured it out yeah. now. So yeah, That's I don't a, know yeah. how to convey that on any no, sort no. of online <laughs> You platform, nailed it. Though. You nailed it. Well, I mean, not yet. Exactly. But now I it is it on, there. On Twitter, yeah, exactly. But I, I know what you mean by doing that kind of shit on Twitter. People can twist anything you say or anything like that. It's hard to talk about online. Yeah. Um, I know you got a, a hard three minute out. Uh, so I'm going to ask you the last two questions, which I feel like oh, you can say if you've already answered it. You know what I mean? Like at this point. But I always you always ask the same people. Well, it's one of those things where it's <laughs> I actually kind of wish you, you would do that if you were like, please, next question. Next question. Um, one of them that we ask everybody on the show is um, if you can go back in time, talk to your younger self and give yourself a piece of advice that would help you specifically now, what would it be? Hmm. Um, trust your first instincts on people. I am mm-hmm. pretty good at judging people's character online. Like I'm actually objectively pretty good at being like, this person makes me feel weird. I don't like them. I don't want to associate them. Like, oh, it really pans out well. I'm really good at online, yeah. terrible in person, horrible at dating. Um, so like, but really, really bad at in person. And it's usually because my first instinct is like, nope. And then my like lady training, the training that taught me to like, yes, and kind and gentle kicks in. It's like, well, you're judging him too hard. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. jumping to conclusions. Like you don't know, give them a chance. Right. Um, so to my younger self, I'd be like, if your skin crawls, the moment you see them, they're not worth it. Maybe you're wrong, but you're not going to miss out on that. Yeah. Like you are, if, if you're like, this might be a bad person, even if you're wrong, that's not worth it. Mm. So definitely skin crawly, walk away. You're going to have to help me out with the online <laughs> part. I literally talk to everybody that pops into the DMs because I feel like if I don't, they're going to be like sad. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, I should give everybody the equal amount. One of my friends the other day, it was like, you can't possibly have enough time to talk to everybody that you, that you and i'm just like well they you know whatever it's an it's a it's a tick um so okay cool so the other question is um what had to end in your life to get you where you are today and it could be a positive or a negative ending doesn't have to be horrible but wow um oh, oh that is so sweet i know did you i just got dropped off dinner I, I, I know, heard, the I heard blood, that. And I'm kind of trying to picture what the food is. Guys, oh, I've done that before. Guys, I'm picturing. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, anyway, I didn't pick him. Uh, I truly didn't. Like, so I, I think that was one thing. So I, uh, I had to start like trusting other people that I trusted in terms of, um, I met him at a bar through a mutual friend. This was in 2019. And I literally to this friend, like I trusted the friend. I was like, Andrew, because I met this guy, we hit it off. And I was like, okay, he's your friend. What do you think of this guy? He's like, 
he is truly a good person. I was like, mm, you know, there's some things like, <laughs> shut up. He literally said, he's like, Suze, these are this, he is not the same as the guys that you have dated before that I have watched mm. you date. He is not the same. So one, it's okay if it feels weird. Two, you cannot treat him the way that you have treated the other men that you've dated because you treated them like jerks because they were jerks. He is not a jerk. And if you treat him that way, it's going to really hurt him. And so to your question of like, what have I had to give up? I think something that I have had to give up is a lot of my kind of standoffish independence is this idea of if I am solely self-reliant, I can never disappoint anyone and I can never be disappointed. And so to kind of let go of some of that, just like, nope, I am, I am my own island and I can rely on me and me alone. I had to let some of that go and realize like, I'm not going to make all my weaknesses strengths, but I can surround myself with people who can complement those weaknesses and who can point them out to me and who can help me through that. And it's going to be more painful in a lot of ways. I'm going to hear things I don't want to hear. I'm going to disappoint people. I'm going to be disappointed. Um, but I did, I had to give up that idea of like, I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to be wholly like sufficient for me. Mm -hmm. nice. And now I get salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, seriously, thank, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you later, but thank you uh, so much for coming on and for doing this. I kept you way longer than I said I was going to. So I appreciate you yakking away with me. Okay. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was amazing. You fucking crushed it. And, um, you know, uh, if you ever have anything you want me to push or website, whatever you want, because I know you said you had nothing, but I'm going to like plug your socials and stuff like that. Yeah. The nice thing is that you only have to plug literally one name because it's the same thing across every single social, on every platform. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the same exact it's you know what you're doing she's building a brand <laughs> building yeah, a exactly. brand yeah so it's uh susanna s-u-s-a-n-n-a -S -S -N -N -A, the letter l harris h-a-r-r-i-s and it's that across i don't i don't have a i don't have a twitch um oh and i don't really yeah. do discord but everything else if you look up susanna l harris all one word there are sites that I do not have stuff on. I do not have an OnlyFans. I'm not <laughs> getting OnlyFans. Um, that was like, our next question. We lead right into that on everyone. Uh, oh, like directly into I can just like segue? Like, yeah, we you just, guys will it, still record? That's yeah. fantastic. Wait, if you do the editing too, then we can we'll start a deal. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I you like can find me on every social yeah. media. Great. I like that that's two people have to preface after the pandemic though too, because it, they were so like, it was so like prevalent. People are like, yeah. I have one of those though. You don't have to look for that. Cause it's we, not yeah. we've, had, we've had guests that did have them. Too, oh yeah, that's so right. It, it breaks in both directions. Which is I funny mean, because I'm not going to shame time, anybody. I think no, she I think got it's like great. upset. No, it is great, but I didn't know she had one. And I think she assumed because I'm a male that I thought I knew she had one. And she was like, and I also have uh, my only fans. And I was like, pardon? Uh, it's like, oh, I didn't know. I'm like, cool, we'll plug it out. She's like, is that okay? And I'm like, it's fine. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah, I think she was like kind of surprised. And I just, uh, uh I mean, if people find it. an OnlyFans that is attributed to me, please like let me know. Like, we'll do like a cash <laughs> reward. I've had people pretend to be me on a bunch of different, I'm also not on oh, dating. You did. Sites. I remember yeah. when that happened to you. Yeah. Oh my God. We had it's a mutual like, thing with that. And we had doxing issues too at the same oh, time. Yeah. We had a lot of yeah. the same shit going on. Yeah. So, but I, I uh, yeah. You were the one who helped other. me get my shit off the internet. Oh, yay. Yeah. I get a little report every month that's like, nobody can murder you this month. I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh oh, yeah this great. has been really fun thank you good for yeah i mean this is like we chat about i was like are we just gonna 
chat and be friends. Like, cool. This yeah, will just oh, yeah. give us a good excuse. And I just pretend I don't know you. So tell me about. Tell me about um, the things behind you. So, but Tom, it was really cool to meet you as such well. Such a pleasure. It's so nice to meet you. I'm sorry I couldn't be here for more of this, you but did. I'm going to go back and watch it all because you're making such great eye contact that I'm going to be like, I feel like you're talking. I have to. I have to. She expects it. <laughs> I want to make her mad. Rain eyes. Yikes. God, I can't wait for the feedback oh, on this one. That's great. Um, but awesome. Well, thanks right, again cool. so much. Yep. Enjoy thanks your so salmon. Much. Yes, enjoy <laughs> dinner. <laughs> Have a great one night. Right, guys. Dystopia tonight.